Good morning, campers. Welcome to the Camp Good Boy Podcast. Episode 37. 37. Yeah. I don't know any famous 37s. What do you got on 37, Mary? Any any uh, spiritual significance to 37? Well, when it comes to numerology, 37 <clears throat> equals 10, which ten, equals one, 1, and 1 is the number of leadership. 1, the rule of 1, oh, also, God. which we were talking about yeah. uh, yesterday. The law of 1. The law of 1, yes, yes. the law of 1. Mm-hmm. Wait, uh, 1 is for leadership? What does that mean? Well, uh, there are different schools of numerology, but uh, some schools only go 1 through 9. Okay. Some go all the way to a 100, 101, uh, but when you add numbers up in certain schools of numerology, you do not uh, reduce the number. So uh, 37 equals 10 equals 1, but if it was an 11, you wouldn't reduce that. Any number that's 11, 22, 33, up to 99, 100, 101 are considered master numbers, and you don't reduce those numbers. And if you have a master number, you're considered an old soul. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. By the way, welcome to Camp Good Boy, uh, Mary Davis. Yay. The colon queen of New Orleans. No, 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 I couldn't think of anything to rhyme with no, queen, I, I, so I'm I was the like... the poo princess of Pico yes, Boulevard. Yes, right. <laughs> so it's actually interesting that we started talking about numerology because it was... Numer- I, I, you know, right around 2012, which was... That was the beginning of what we're calling the age of Aquarius. That was all the plan. Is that what you're... Is that- well, actually, the age of Aquarius began mm. in January of this year. Of this year? Yeah. Okay. So what was 2012? Was that a uh, people? There was a lot of significance to that a lot of people thought it was the end of the world, but it was the beginning of actually this sort of age of enlightenment right. that we're kind of entering into. You know, it's interesting because um, mm. I live under a rock. I didn't know what was happening in 2012. Um, I was taking care of an el- elderly parent, mm-hmm. and so I really wasn't paying attention to the spiritual significance of what was going on around me. Although things were, I could tell that. I was feeling differently, and I could tell that uh, spiritually things were beginning <clears throat> to accelerate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I was—I didn't become aware of 2012 until people started tripping, like, "Oh, something's going to happen to yeah, 21st right, yeah. 2012." And I was like, "Yeah, whatever. I don't, mm. you know." My, I was preoccupied. Right, but 2012 kind of—and I know when when people talk about having a spiritual awakening, a lot of it starts where you don't believe kind of anything. You've kind of lost your faith in everything. At least that's kind of what I've read, or, or what kind of lines up with sort of my experience was. I was—it was like you know, I'd have days surfing, and I was was just like, and it was beautiful. And I'm looking at the sun and like, I'm, I'm having this like wonderful experience on a surfboard. And I just couldn't shake the feeling of like, what the fuck is the point of all this? What, why are we here? What is going on? And then that was kind of like the first wave. But the second wave was I started seeing <clears throat> 928 everywhere. My birthday, uh, okay. my birthday, 928. It was everywhere in text. I sent I, on the mall. I'd go to, if I was driving, it was just fucking everywhere. So I hit up a numerologist just out of curiosity And then I started to kind of like get interested in this idea of a structure, of a a universal structure, and that things aren't so as random as we think they are. And and, and that was interesting, and I sort of got more involved. But but then even if you listen to like 10, 15 podcasts ago, I had said, I was so sick of overthinking existential stuff, and I just came to be like, you know what? I'm just going to believe in the Big Bang, and we're just here, and that's it. And then, all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm driving down Pico Boulevard, 
And I passed this place called Roland Colon, which is <laughs> Colon. Colon. Roland. Colon Roland. Colon Wait, Roland. is it 928 Pico? Volver? No, but... Well, but, 57... But, what? What is my address? 5287 West Pico Boulevard. Okay. And, and going, and then I, and I was like, you know what? I'd always kind of been interested in, in colonics and colon hydrotherapy, but I had no idea that it was kind of going to trigger a new phase in sort of my understanding of the universe. Uh, one half, because I, I think maybe of the treatment of what we can talk about what colon hydrotherapy <laughs> does, but the other is having met uh, Mary Davis here, who is something of an oracle, I believe, or some kind of mystical, uh, 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 amazing being, uh, well, well, it, or not, or you just lined up with this sort of time in my life. But what ended up happening was in the two months that I've seen you, I have never been more open-minded and more ex- exploratory into not just like, not just like, uh, oh, re-believing in the Bible, which I kind of have a new uh, take on that. Uh, the craziest shit you can look at on YouTube. And I'm like interested in everything and anything under the sun now, which has made just like life so much more exciting than where I was before, where I was just like, it's nothing. We're just here on a rock. Now, flash forward to yesterday. <laughs> I and had my other session. My, I, I'd done the three sessions with Mary, and then we waited for the seasons to change to go do another one. Mm-hmm. Seasons changing. Also, I just got back from New Orleans where I just mm-hmm. nonstop polluted myself, so I needed to <laughs> get the old colon cleaner. Right, right. So I pass on my on my bike, and I'm like, oh, I'll just. I guess I could just park here. But I was. I had this strange compulsion to drive around the block, and I don't know why I didn't want to park. Oh, I was on my motorcycle, and I didn't. I felt like you were going to tell me that I shouldn't ride a motorcycle because it's dangerous. <laughs> but so I park. And I park in this little space in the number, we're talking about synchronicities and, and numbers, it's one, three, three, three. And I've been seeing so many different synchronicities. As soon as I park my bike, this woman, she goes, Mr. on the motorcycle. And I'm through the trees. Like, she I don't know, you Mr. on the motorcycle? Yeah, Mr. on the motorcycle. And I go behind, uh, through the trees and there's this woman, this elderly woman standing up on the balcony looking down. She's like, I need to talk to you for a second. Jesus wants you to know that he loves you very much <laughs> and you're a very blessed person. And, and, and he knows that you knew that as a child and you'd lost that, uh, that lost your way. And, and, and also that you're going to be working for Jesus in a profit capacity. Oh my so, God. So that's how I started my, my going to meet Mary who I've caught so, and sort of bookending this kind of that, like, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. Before you came into my Before office. I came into the oh, office. Wow. So I'm just here to announce that this is the beginning (laughs) of the good boy prophecy. And uh, we're going to be taking collections uh, each (laughs) week directly to my Venmo. (laughs) And uh, from now on, this is going to be a heavily religious uh, podcast. And I'm going to be preaching the word of the great word of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. (laughs) I I do have a Jesus story that I think is really funny. Um, You know, I've got a big neon sign in my window and you can see it far and wide Mm -hmm. at night. It's it's great. (laughs) And uh, I I saw a woman step up to my window because people come and take pictures of the neon sign all the time. And uh, so I stepped to my door and you can't see through my wrought iron door. And I said, I see you taking a picture of my door of my window. And she's like, she freaked out. (laughs) And she she says, I I live in northern California and uh, I I think your sign is a crack up. I got to take a picture of it. Um, I hope you don't mind. Like, no problem. Take a picture. People do it all the time. It's a registered trademark. Go ahead. Take a picture. And so uh, (laughs) she says, uh, do you love Jesus? And and I'm like, well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I love Jesus. Do you like mac and cheese? And I'm like, 
Yeah, I, I like mac and cheese. Well, wait a minute. I'll be right back. And she runs to her car. And she comes back to me, and she's got a package, and it's a package of macaroni and cheese, and it says mac and cheeses. Oh. Hey. It's her company. The pieces of pasta are shaped like the good Lord uh, crucifixes and fish. Whoa. Oh, my that God. A, that's kind of sacrilegious. It will. Just a touch. Well, I mean, you eat the body of Christ <laughs> at church every week, so I guess this is like yeah. the macaroni and cheese on, of Christ. On the oh label, it God. says, good Lord, it's good. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> now, was oh, this the woman that told me that I was a prophet? No, she, that woman, <laughs> yeah, right. she's not real ready for me because I told her mm. I was raised Catholic and she moved away from me quickly. Right. <laughs> so, but, but it was funny also because I was kind of like, whoa, all right, because I, my sort of th- thoughts on uh, of Jesus and all that have changed changed actually radically in the last two months. Not that I believe everything in the Bible. I think the Bible is a very good book, but I do believe that there was some kind of higher power that came uh, incarnated on earth and uh, to tell people what was going on and to be nice to people and to know that there was a bigger Mm -hmm. sort of universal intelligence. Well, what I've learned over the past, uh, let's say since 2015, is uh, what we need to do and the best way to go about life before we act or say anything or when we think of something, the first thing that needs to come into our head is, am I creating heaven on earth? Yeah. Okay. And um, so that stops me from doing a lot of things because I, I get a lot of rotten thoughts in my brain. Oh, yeah. Well, totally. Does. Trying, yeah. Don't judge, you know. But um, I, my life has made a whole 180 uh, over the past several years, and uh, in 2015 is when I was slapped awake, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, I uh, my mom was transitioning, and uh, the week after my mom uh, was admitted to the hospital, I had to put my cat to sleep, mm-hmm. which was heartbreaking. And then um, my mom passed away on January 26th, but between the time that I put my sweet love kitty, you know, to sleep and my transition of my mom, my hot water heater broke, my dryer broke, my computer broke, uh, the TV broke, um, my back doorbell went out. Um, There were a bunch of things that were like, boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get upset. I was just recognizing that God was making sure that I knew there was a new chapter I was stepping into. Oh, interesting. And uh, then less than a week after my mom, after less than a week after my mom's uh, mass, my car died. And I had bought that car specifically to take my mom to doctor's appointments. It had an automatic ramp. I mean, because I was living in New York for 18 years, so I didn't need a car. Right. So when I came home, I needed a car. And I was like, well, get a car that'll help my mom, you know. Mm-hmm. So it it wasn't uh, surprising that the car kind of kicked the bucket after my mom transitioned, you know. Uh, so it was, uh, and then after that, I started hearing frequencies. I started hearing popping in my ear. Mm-hmm. And I was told that um, when someone like your mother transitions, uh, a portal is opened. And so I, in March of 2016, I started hearing popping in my ear. Pop, pop, pop. I'm like, what is this popping? In the pop? Like your ears were plugging? or No, just pop, like pop sound. <clears throat> pop sound, pop, pop. And then after the popping subsided, I started hearing frequencies. And I still hear frequencies. 
and I'll be thinking something and I'll hear a frequency. Or I'll be about to say something which I know is confirmation and I'll hear a frequency. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, and then a lot of other mystical things began to happen. <clears throat> so it's been like a accelerating snowball effect. Uh, every day is, is different, every day is interesting. I keep my eyes open because I never know what I'm gonna see or encounter. It's been it's been a blast. <laughs> right. No, I think, well, but this is kind of an exciting time from what I understand is that the, the earth, we've been living in, in the third density, right? Is that's right? Where it's just like a physical, the third physical density where everybody's kind of shut off to everybody else and, you know, and we're moving into fourth density. Well, I don't know about density, the word density. All I know is that, uh, the human being is evolving, yeah. and um, I, 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 I'm kind of apprehensive to use the word density or dimension, mm -hmm. or, or uh, you know, because there's a lot going on between parallel universes, and uh, I mean, there are times when I'm, I mean, I could sit here and if I make my eyes soft enough, soft enough, I can see pixelation, I can see energy, mm -hmm. you know, and I... I wasn't always able to do that, uh, but it surprises me. And I was like, "Oh, what? What is that?" You know, <laughs> you know. So the so yeah, the densities are changing. The 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 Earth, the galaxy, everything is evolving and accelerating. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by density? Third, what? De you know, what? I like I said, I hate to use that word, but there are different levels of. Of uh, enlightenment, oh, okay. and um, you know, like our bodies, like you can see us, but uh -huh. there are some schools of thought that believe that we're holograms, oh, we're okay. actually hard holograms, and that we really are living in a matrix. Oh, yeah, of course. And um, and then as we raise our vibrations, as the densities or the dimensions become higher, um, we uh, our bodies shift and change, <clears throat> and and also. Apparently, there are beings that we can't see in this third density or dimension. But as we go higher oh, okay. into dimensions and densities, we're able to see these these beings that. Do you mean and also heading? communicate? Uh, like beings, yes. meaning like uh, aliens, but all because well, there's so many different schools of thoughts now. Is right. that with with that aliens are us in the future, or it's all part of the same? thing and like these aliens or interdimensional beings are just way more evolved and they're down here to help us raise our vibration or and then some are here to they hurt created us. us they created or we're part of this this creation that they are also members of they're just more evolved mm -hmm. and are here to help us and you actually i've been reading a lot and, and studying a lot about the pineal gland which is the it's, it's the gland. And this is actually one of the first things we talked about because the first thing you said when I saw you was you need to get a fluoride water filter on your shower. Yes. There, Why the, did you say that? Because that, it's one of the things that stunts that your pineal gland, none of ours are fully functioning like they're supposed to be. We're supposed to be able to just read each other's minds. <laughs> oh, like, oh. We're, or or be, you're supposed to be completely intuitive and also have a power to really like man, kind of have anything you want and bring things to you and communicate with people mm -hmm. all across. And that's like the, the, the purpose of those chakras and things like fluoride and other things that, you know, if we're talking, you we're going on this conversation, people like let's talk about Trump's people or, or the cabal or, or the dark, the deep state are using these tactics to keep people 
asleep. So, so that's the way aliens are wherever they are, live. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. like, you know what? I'd really like some black cherry ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, would, I would. I would really like without even saying watch, that, you know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. But the thing about aliens is like, we're talking about talking about them as though they're far away. They're right and here. They're on a podcast is tonight. That yeah. I don't think they've ever left. Yeah. Okay. I think we were the newcomers on the scene. Right. And, um, as far as the fluoride, a lot of people don't realize that the Holocaust victims uh, in World War II were given fluoride to keep them docile. Yeah. Okay? okay. And I'm old enough to remember when fluoride began to be added to our water system because we had, I think I told you the story, we had a fish tank and we could no longer put tap water in our fish tank because of the fluoride. But uh, most people, uh, for ecological reasons, folks need to uh, invest in their own water filter. You shouldn't be buying water. Right. Filter your own water, whether it's reverse osmosis or distilled, whatever you choose. You know, um, filter your water. Make sure you buy a filter that does get the fluoride out, that does get the chlorine out, that does get out the cryptosporidium and the rest of the junk that needs to be gotten out. Invest in a shower filter. Right. If you don't have a whole house system, then get a shower filter. I have a lot of clients that come to me and they're like, oh, I haven't brushed my teeth with fluoride in years. Yes, but do you own a shower filter? Right. Because oh, so it your skin even is your largest yeah. organ. So <clears throat> you're still getting a dose anyway. <clears throat> so invest in a shower filter. Get a tub filter. Right. Okay? Just know that you need to protect yourself on all sides and stop brushing your teeth with fluoride. 100%. But uh, a couple other things like meditation, healthy eating, all spark that pineal gland. And I mean, you probably noticed a difference when you started meditating and eating healthier, whether you're yeah. telepathic with your dog or, uh, the, <laughs> the, the bartender at frolic room, <laughs> like that's irrelevant, but frolic you, room. yeah, it's uh, a good one. I used to go frolicking. It's yeah. a great bar. Oh yeah. I it love is the, uh, Hirschfeld. Yep. I think the aliens you can see there. Yeah, no, they're there. all drinking up there. Them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, not only the aliens, the ghosts, too. Those walls can talk. Oh, baby. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying that you might be able to see them as you get older or is that you evolve as you evolve human as your vibration? Yeah, you okay. see them now. Raise your vibrations, you can <clears throat> see it. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and communicate more. And I think numbers yes. is a way. Synchronicities. That's why when I pulled up and I saw the numbers and then that woman. But I have to say that the woman also said that I need to look up the Jimmy Swaggart ministry and get involved with his uh that that um t- televangelist legal problems yeah no that was the thing wow. she said she said i know what you've read about him but jesus has forgiven him and you need to go on his website and get involved with his ministry oh, that's a hard if laugh. i just if i just became like a swagger like intern <laughs> yeah, like, i would have seen you up on hollywood boulevard <laughs> with like carrying a cross yeah and he's coming <laughs> But I have to say, uh, in the, these last couple of months, and, and really just reading so many different kinds of things, and a lot of the things that you've turned me on to, like, mm-hmm. um, I think Nathan Sanders was the first one, mm-hmm. that I was just kind of like, wait, wait, no, this is interesting. I think you actually... There, there, I, for the first time, I'm like, no, there is an intelligent universe. Mm-hmm. I, wh- whatever, we don't need to define what it is. Mm-hmm. And that the bottom line is, what I've learned in the last two months is like, 
be nice to people mm-hmm. because that yeah. and, I, and this whole karma shit is some real deal oh, things. Yeah. I and, believe in karma big time. Yeah, and, I always kind of and may and may prevent you and may let you sort of uh, elevate to mm-hmm. maybe not having to come back to Earth, or you may have to be coming back here. And uh, reincarnation is another thing that I, for the first time in my life, for the first time in my life, I'm 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 open to that idea. Yeah, yeah, it's I interesting. I yeah, want to get back to the pineal. Yeah, gland, let's though, talk about because it because a lot of people don't realize that they can decalcify their pineal mm-hmm. gland. Um, one of the things that is suggested is borax. Oh yeah, borax. What is borax? Well, you, have you ever heard of twenty mule team borax? Mm-hmm. Back in the day when uh, Ronald Reagan used to do commercials, he used to do all the commercials for borax. But borax can decalcify your pineal gland. You don't want to take a lot of it. You don't need more than a pinch of it. Uh, no more than if you're not going to do a pinch, then an eighth of a teaspoon. But otherwise, it could become toxic. But it will help you decalcify your pineal gland. The other thing that I do on a regular basis and have been doing since high school because my mother had dietary issues is I drink distilled water. So I didn't realize I already had a upper hand with the distilled water because uh, uh, that helps keep your pineal gland uh, decalcified. There are a lot of people that don't like distilled water. They consider it dead water. Um, there are ways that you can restructure your water so it's not dead. But I like distilled water. It tastes clean to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even have my own distiller. It makes a gallon in two hours. Ah. So I enjoy it. Now, yeah. what is the pineal gland for people that might not know? It's shaped like a pine cone. Okay. And it's in your brain. And uh, the Third pineal, eye. Well, your third oh, eye is over right. here. But, yeah, your pineal gland can activate that, I suppose. But uh, your pineal gland, uh, oh, I've lost my train of thought. Take your time. Uh, Have some more. <laughs> Mary brought us like 40s of kombucha, this 7.0% yeah. uh, alcohol. This is my first time so, ever having it. By the way, yeah, cheers. Yeah, cheers. Hey, cheers. Right? Thank you. Yay. Salute. I've usually drank kombucha, but I've never had the one that actually can get you uh, bent. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's quite wonderful. Mm. I've never had it. I've been in it's LA delicious. for six years. Yeah, I like this one. I've this held one's out. not too sweet. It's some, really good. Some of them are getting to be a little bit too sweet. This one is... Uh, I think this one is grapefruit, heather, and hibiscus. Yeah, and then we have ginger lime and rose hips. Yeah. yeah. So the, the pineal gland. Uh, yeah. What is it supposed? And it's it's it, it produces melatonin, right? It's is supposed it? to help with your intuition, and in mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons why uh, they're putting the fluoride mm-hmm. in the water because you know the human being is naturally intuitive. So if you dumb it down, then we kind of lose that power. So okay. what we want to do is bring that back to the state it was the way it used to be. Yeah. So, hence, so basically, fluoride is like just making us kind of exactly and, and like narrow-minded and blind. Yeah. It mm-hmm. pits your okay. bones. It's not good for your bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can recall uh, no, meeting somebody when I was a teenager, and he said where he grew up, they put so much fluoride in the water that he lost his sense of hot and cold. So that when he drank something, if he drank something scalding hot, he had no idea because there was too much fluoride in the water where he, you know, lived. Uh, but. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't need it. Right. And it's in every toothpaste, right? Like, and in water. Well, it's not right. in every toothpaste. you got to read the labels. Um, and I've been finding toothpastes that are uh, derived from vegetable, which is interesting. You know, um, just read the labels. Take mm-hmm. your time. I, I don't want to promote any uh, brands uh, because there are so many uh quote-unquote natural brands that have been taken over by corporations. I don't want to get into that whole thing. But um, do check the labels Mm -hmm. and make sure that you're not ingesting fluoride. 
Got the it. other thing that I would suggest is please stop buying water. I saw a video of, there's a guy on YouTube named Dabu, Dabu7, D-A-H-B-O-O. Sounds like a YouTuber. It's a Dabu. <laughs> yeah, really. Anyhow, Dabu did a whole video. Uh, he bought a bunch of water off the shelf, and he had a fluoride monitor, and he measured the fluoride in all the water that he bought. He bought a bunch of brands, and if I mentioned the brands, you would know all of them. The only one that didn't have fluoride in it was Smart Water. Yeah, the smart water is distilled. It's got electrolytes. I like smart water. But yeah. It had no fluoride. So my recommendation to my clients and from my own experience is if you have to continue buying bottled water, do smart water. Mm-hmm. Smart water. So, that, so he was making that video. At one point, how long did it take for someone to be like, uh, I've gym to aisle seven? <laughs> <laughs> well, like... you know, he had it at his house. So there were, oh, I mean, oh, okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, he had about... Five or six different brands. Oh, okay, know? got it. So I got don't it. want to get into brands, but um, so I'm, I should. I'm going to hide this parrot. <laughs> well, the yeah, bubbles. What? I don't approve of bubbles. Oh, yeah, okay. you don't like I the mean, bubbles. If you're going to do bubbles, have kombucha. Don't just drink straight congasso, agua congasso. You know, drink. Have a beer. Have a kombucha with. You mm-hmm. know, well, I read an article that sparkling water makes you gain weight, which I don't understand. It makes why. you very gassy too because you're swallowing air. Yeah, it right. makes you gain weight because you're keeping the poop in. I can't begin to tell you. How many people who come to me and they're drinking sparkling water on a regular basis, I weigh you before and after your session. They'll get on the scale and, and drop about three or four pounds because gas was blocking everything. Yeah, right. So I got my uh, my colonic session with Mary yesterday and uh, just coming back from New Orleans, she was able to look at the tube and was like, oh, we got some Commander's Palace. You went to Commander's <laughs> Palace. Oh, you guys stopped by Portocol? Are it's you from like, New Orleans? Uh, no. What? You're not from New Orleans? No, I'm born and raised here in oh, LA. Oh, okay, got it. But you yeah. you know New Orleans relatively well. I went to New Orleans once. It yeah. was great. I loved it. Uh, blew my mind. Want to go back? Want to go back by myself? <clears throat> right. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how you got into this line of work. Um, hmm. Oh, also, what so, does the neon sign say? Is it says colon rolling? Colon, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and what's the? There's like a a picture. Is it a boot? No. No. What is it? No picture. It, but isn't it like a lasso? Oh, you know what <laughs> yeah. I did? Um, I used my show business since putting my office together. So I went to Grosch Designs. Are you familiar with Grosch? Mm-hmm. They make theatrical so. backdrops, and they've been around oh, yeah. since the silent era. And so I've got a cowboy on a horse, and he's like, yeehaw. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's my, I was going to, yeah, that's on my website. It's also on my business card. Okay, got So, because you have a showbiz background, we don't need to get, as, we can get into that as much as you want, but you were in the original cast of Hairspray. Yes. On mm-hmm. Broadway. Yes. And that was the segue into becoming a colon hydrotherapist. Is that no. what we're calling it? No. <laughs> All right. Well, it's... well uh, uh, the segue was this. Uh, about <clears throat> three, two, three years before Hairspray, I was doing That sounds show. like a three, two, three going? years before I, I, Hairspray. This is in the, the Mary yeah. musical. Yeah. The kid of good yeah. No, I'm, I'm really silly. Um, I, I was doing a show at Lincoln Center in 1999. I was married at the time. Uh, in February of that year, I had an injury during the run of the show. Uh, uh, the, what happened? The producers wanted... My character sat in the audience with two other women. And so because my character sat in the audience, they wanted to lower the bench that I sat on for sight lines. Okay. So anybody knows me knows 
I'm really short-waisted. Anybody can see over my head. It doesn't take much effort. Um, I was in Coming to America, and back in the day when yellow pages were like nine feet high, John Landis went and got a couple of yellow pages, and I sat on yellow pages while I was shooting my scene. Uh, okay. So anyway, they lowered the bench <clears throat> I sat on for sight lines, and no matter how warm you get when you warm up before a show, if you're sitting in an air-conditioned house, you're not warm anymore. And we were on a raked stage. Mm -hmm. So I ended up having an injury during the run of the show. I thought I had hurt my hip, but I had sprained my spine. Oh, shit. And uh, this is information that I have not divulged to a lot of people. Cam Good Boy exclusive. It all comes yeah. out of Cam yeah. Good Boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That kombucha. You know, I don't mind because I, I had a hard time talking about it at first, and now I'm okay talking about it. Uh, I think it's something that I should share with people because it's, you know, I'm not the only person to have been diagnosed with something later in life. So what happened with me was uh, once I found out that my hip was sprained, uh, the doctor said, oh, and you have degenerative disc disease, but most people your age have that from disco. <laughs> we laughed. <laughs> and then uh, he said, uh, you have spina bifida. And if your parents had any idea that you had spina bifida, your physical activity would have been severely curtailed. You might lose your ability to walk. Jesus. So here I am. Like, easy, buddy. Yeah. The show <laughs> at Lincoln Center, and I'm being told that... Um, my days are numbered as far as what I really love to do. And, uh, and like I said, I was married at the time. Six months, fast forward six months later, I find out that my future ex-husband was uh, diagnosed bipolar with a mood disorder. So it was not a match made in heaven. Mm -hmm. And dealing with him, and, and once he realized that I wasn't 100%, he became 2%. Okay, he wasn't very wasn't supportive at all, and as a Catholic girl, not a practicing Catholic girl, but pretty <laughs> Catholic, you know, you you love people uh, till death do you part. Mm -hmm. So I was willing to support him. He was not willing to support me at all. Period. So once I uh, got the diagnosis, um, I decided, well, I'm not living like this. Okay, mm -hmm. I, I I I I don't accept the diagnosis. So I, I kept chugging. I kept performing and I kept doing my thing. And um, finally, I uh, had an MRI, fast forward 2010. And uh, the doctor asked me if I was having any problems with my spine. Because mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, I finally had an MRI. I only had an x-ray at that <clears throat> point. And a lot of people don't realize that part of your colon is attached to your spine. Oh, all right. So the the doctor asked me, are you having any problems with your bowels? And I knew exactly why he was asking me that. And that's when I decided that I was definitely going to open a wellness business because I thought that it would be the best way for me to take care of myself for the rest of my life and then take care of anybody else who wants to come along. And uh, in the meantime, that ended up being a turning point in my entire life. I've, already, I've always been divinely guided, but I didn't realize what divine guidance I was receiving at that time. And I didn't realize that 
I was going to be meeting people that were worse off than I. Oh, Street okay. writing podcasters. <laughs> you know, yeah, really. I mean, seriously, it just was. Uh, it was uh, an eye-opening experience, and it's been a humbling and gratifying experience. And I've met some wonderful people. I mean, since I started my business, I have lost friends, so, so, quote unquote friends. I've had people say to me, "What you're doing is degrading." Huh. Uh, yeah, that's a now, huge what, misconception about it. Why do they think that? I, I didn't bother to ask why she thought that, but this was somebody who currently is not well. Okay? Right. And uh, it always amazes me that the that I the people that I think need the most help are the ones that never walk through the door. I lost an uncle uh, to diverticulitis this summer, and I'm not saying I could cure him. I'm not saying that you're not even supposed to have a colonic if you have diverticulitis. I have a friend who has colon hydrotherapy on a regular basis, and he has diverticulitis. He doesn't come to me. He goes to someone else but but the stigma is kind of like it involves the butt and people are just yeah. like weirded out by yeah, the oh butt yeah. they're yeah. they're weirded out by the butt they're weirded out by poop <laughs> yeah and uh it's just uh, unfortunate that uh there's so much stigma involved i will say that i have been in business since 2011 and this year my number of men coming to my office has gone from a quarter to a third so I've had more men come to me this year than ever before. Nice. Oh, interesting. I, was I the one that tipped the scale? Did I, uh, when I came in there that day, you finally done it? <laughs> Probably. The, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start no, coming. It, it, you should. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's, I didn't know what to expect, but I had a feeling it was going to be, um, yeah, hit it. You, uh, Mary bought all kinds of treats with her. Uh, hey. Turkey and gravy shit. Uh, you, I mean, like, you just... It cleaned it cleans something out. Well, literally, it, it cleans you out. There's stuff that's up there that's just oh, yeah. been up there for a long time. But it cleaned out like everything. Like I like I've been more uh, open to like the stuff that we're talking about that I never was before. And it was that night. It was literally that night. I just felt like more open to possibilities. Mm-hmm. And and then we did the sessions and it it hasn't stopped. I'm just like and and this is the 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 exciting and the I guess it's the exciting thing about colon hydrotherapy but the exciting thing about sort of opening up to the possibilities is it makes your life on earth so much more exciting. Like if you know going through and just being like, "Oh yeah, we're just on this rock and you know when you die, you die. It's just all this weird accident blah blah blah." That's where I was like uninspired, and 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 when you start to think about all these different possibilities oh, yeah. and like reincarnation and the, what what the p- potential of what the afterlife actually is, and it's not just this like heavenly place, but it's a learning a place to learn about what you've done and what you need to go back and learn about yourself to keep going mm-hmm. to to become a more evolved person soul, and 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 the idea of 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 other intelligences out in infinity and that they're possibly connected to us and helping us and just going through your day and starting to notice synchronicities and getting guidance like what a more exciting way to live your life mm-hmm. it sounds like meditation for your colon yeah yeah, yeah. well well and, and i think meditation is a, a, is a doorway to that big mm-hmm. time and i think mm-hmm. this particular treatment at least in my case and i don't know how you've uh you found with other people but i think it's another way to open up and clean out a lot of garbage that's blocking you up and uh-huh. it all comes back to that pineal gland i think we have become de-evolved when we actually had so much more potential junk food 
alcohol, yeah. abuse, meat, overeating meat, uh, just smoking, yeah. pollution. All these things have broken us down mm-hmm. into more third density beings that I think when I think about third density being, I think somebody who is more driven by sex, uh, power, food, uh, pleasures of the flesh, and, and a fourth density is more driven by heart, uh, uh, mind, uh, soul, chakras. Yeah, but don't and, put down sex. sex yeah. no, is no, no, a no, 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 no. No, but I mean abusing, abusing well, of yeah. it. You know, well, yeah. any kind of abuse yeah. can happening, but yeah. Now what's uh, so go on? Go uh, what, what's first density? I don't. Know. I have is no that idea. Like the only ones that I'm that I read about or anybody talks about is third density and fourth density. All I can say is mm. everything that I'm saying is from my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of videos out there. You can do your own research. Mm-hmm. What I would suggest is um, one of the videos I was watching before I came over. There's a woman named Lisa Transcendence Brown, mm-hmm. and oh, uh, wow, that's a, we're gonna get. She's coming on the podcast in two <laughs> weeks. A she's a trip, name. man. She's a trip, and I was watching um, a podcast of her on YouTube, and her, you know, we we know that the densities and the everything is changing. The universe is changing. Well, Lisa Transcendence Brown, we're, there. It is said that we are turning. It is said that our bodies are carbon based. And that we are moving into a crystalline-based body. And in the video that I saw today of Lisa Transcendence Brown, <laughs> talk about transcendence. You you could see her glowing right. on the video. In fact, uh, there was a guy who, she's in uh, Hawaii, and the guy who's interviewing her is sitting right by her side. He was like, I'm going to go outside and pick a coconut. He left to pick a coconut, and as soon as he walked out of the picture, oh, we you lost her picture you lost she lost she said that she had to put makeup on because she was totally bleeding out because her vibration is so high that it's hard for people to even see her she'll walk into a room and people won't see her from what what's her secret she's raising her vibration yeah and to raise your there are a lot of ways to raise your vibration um just as uh brandon was saying you know there are a lot of people that believe you should become vegetarian or vegan, you know. Uh, there are a lot of beliefs behind that, yeah. Glowing. If, if you look, no, but that's <laughs> not the video. you got to see her video. I'm she does, you. I mean, but that, like, is a bright photo. So yeah. Like She's a trip and a half. And she also has a video where you see her crystalline structure of her body. I mean, it's, uh, it's very interesting. So what I would suggest <laughs> is if you want to do a, fa- not a fast track, but a way to do that is cut out the meat. You know, drink water, stay alkaline is one of the most important things to do. That's one of the things that I've incorporated over the last two, three years. And when I say stay alkaline, what I do is I add brag, I'll say a brand. Uh, the brag apple, cider vinegar. apple cider vinegar, yeah. teaspoon, teaspoon and a half to a tablespoon in water. Hmm. Or you can do, use lemon juice or lime juice. What does I, that do? It increases the alkalinity of your body. Got it. Okay. In fact, I brought my. Does kombucha? Yeah, I think so. Well, because it's good uh, probiotic. Uh, anything that gets your gut bacteria aligned. I think spending time with animals. Oh, absolutely. Uh, is something. Um, I just want to say this uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. about alkalizing. But only doing it through the butt in a straw. Blowing. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. He's right. Don't wolf. listen to him. <laughs> now listen, I just really want to say this thing about yeah. alkalinizing the body because Shoot. this is going to help you raise your vibrations. And this was information 
Um, I think I, I, I told you I, I started having Akashic Record reading uh -huh. in 2015. And uh, I'll tell you where my... Let me, let me just back up. Let's talk Akashic readings. You were yeah. talking about uh, how you thought having a colonic kind of opened you up, yeah. opened up your mind. So I just wanted to share with you that um, as a 60-year-old woman, <laughs> I've been having colonics since my 20s since I was like 21, 22, 23, and I never equated anything spiritual with colon hydrotherapy. Not ever, not ever, not ever. Then, once I decided to have my business, that's when everything changed. Uh, I started feeling more psychic. Uh, there was a lot going on. And also, about six months before I started my business, I had done a cleanse. And detoxing and cleansing is very important, and that will also uh, help accelerate your, uh, I should say, uh, your vibrations, uh, raising uh, your vibrations. But one point that I don't know if I made clearly enough was it potentially is the colon hydrotherapy, but I think you are a part of that as well. I think you're a high vibrational person, and I think you instantaneously rubbed off on me. I, so maybe I, yeah. it's both. Maybe we're all, maybe it's all one of the same. But yeah. on a physical standpoint, like having the colonics yesterday, I feel like when I breathe, I feel like I can feel that breath hitting all through my body. Like it's just cleared. Everything well, think cleared about out. that. Combine that with transcendental meditation juicing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, That's... I never meditated until 2015, until after I had my first Akashic reading <clears throat> and I was given so much information. My mother uh, was a very uh, psychic person. And she never discouraged us from our curiosities when it came to spiritual stuff. In mm -hmm. fact, she bought us a Ouija board, man. I think I was like 10 or 11 years old. Uh, we, we had friends where we would uh, pretend that we were doing seances. Yeah. So we were in this <laughs> back room doing a seance. We were like calling Helen Keller. Helen Keller, we're she's, calling you. And she's then, like, I can't hear. You well, guys are okay. No, but we're, check we're, this out. We were so freaked out because there are <laughs> stairs at this house, and we thought we heard somebody coming down the stairs. We all screamed, Wah! And how many times was your mom getting phone calls from your friend's parents? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, look, when I was in a seventh grader uh, in junior high school, we were levitating each other on the schoolyard. Yeah. Know? I mean, we were we were doing all kinds of weird stuff. We well, we used to make each other each faint. Other. Remember yeah. That? that was oh, weird. Yeah. I mean, we used to do all kinds of, I mean, I could show you how to make smoke come out of your mouth and there's no smoke. Mm -hmm. I'm just weird like that. But, uh, but um, next time you're on the podcast. Uh, no, I'm just Right now. Yeah, you're like, you you're like, yeah, you hit this blunt I brought. <laughs> anyway, um, so anyway, I, I, my mother was always very uh, spiritual and as, a, as I was growing up, if I had any, like I knew my mother was psychic and my mother used to study, um, she used to study at Silva Mind Control. Have you ever heard of that? No. Uh, there's a guy named Jose Silva, and Jose Silva had an institute, and it was all about um, not a cult so much, but ESP and setting your goals and achieving your goals and using your mind to achieve what you need to do. And anyway, um, I think my I think Doc Severinsen was in my mom's class. You know, the guy, the musical director from the Tonight Show. Anyway, um, my mother was extremely psychic, and she decided that. Um, one of the teachers left Silva and decided that she wanted me to study with this teacher. So I went to a seminar one weekend, and it was really a trip. Uh, I already knew my mother was powerful, but I just, I had no idea, you know. Um, but 
then fast forward a year or two after that, I was on the road in Copenhagen of all places, and uh, it was it was time for me to wake up, okay, and I couldn't wake up. What year was this? This was in 1982. Ah, that's I'm when in I was a born. Hotel. I know. See, I'm just <laughs> talk about fossil. So anyway, it was time for me to wake up, and I'm trying to wake up. I can't wake up. Something is sitting on my chest, and I wasn't freaked out about it. I'm I'm kind of weird, you know. Mm. I'm not aware of things, so I just knew I couldn't get up, and so I decided, well, let me call my mom because mommy knows everything. I called her up, and I said, mommy. I'm trying to wake up, something's sitting in my chest, what's going on? She said, oh, that's an old wives' tale. A witch is riding you. This is what you're going to do. <laughs> okay. She says, you're in a hotel room, right? I'm like, yeah. She says, hotel rooms usually have Bibles, right? Well, not mm. anymore, but yeah, back in 1982, so I pulled out the Bible. She says, you're going to uh, use, you're going to turn to page blah, blah, psalm, blah, blah, blah. I don't remember the psalm. I wish I could remember the psalm. And then she says, the next thing you're going to do is you're going to get a pail of sand. And you're <laughs> going to put the pail of sand next to your bed. And the witch has to count every grain of sand before she can ride you. And I was like, okay. Well, I didn't get the sand. But I opened the Bible, put it on the nightstand beside my bed. Didn't have any problems after that. Kept, kept the same hotel room. Mm. I, didn't, I was like, fuck it, I don't care. My mom told me what to do, you know. <clears throat> so, um... Then fast forward a couple of months, we got a layoff. I got a week or two off, and uh, I come home, and I'm talking to my mom, and I remind my mom about the conversation I had with her about Copenhagen. She said, I don't remember speaking to you. We didn't have that conversation. Wow. Mommy, Your mom didn't remember the conversation. Mommy's a trip. Huh. <laughs> okay. So that's the kind of life I had. Um, you know, like if I had a psychic question, she said, girl, you already know the answer to that question. Okay. Why, why do you think she didn't remember it? I don't know if it was selective or I don't know if it was her she, she te self. telepathic uh, communication. You know, mm. I mean, it, who knows what was... Was she in like a trance, like focused on something else? Hey, I'm calling from Copenhagen and she's in Los Angeles. Uh -huh. So I don't know what happened between then and there, but I knew I was talking to my mom. And I mean, I've never heard that kind of information before. Right. Okay. So... But since that time, I've heard that story plenty of times. Oh, yes, there's a demon riding you. There's a witch. There's an entity. And, uh, but that's sand. That's a good idea. If I was yeah. a demon, I'd be like, I got to do what now? You got to count, count every grain of sand, MMF. Uh, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> no, well, because I used to get I get sleep paralysis from time to time. And, and generally, when you get sleep paralysis, there an entity is, is yeah. part of it. Well, that's what And that I was. used to, like, go at him. I was like, suck my dick. Yeah. Like, do it. Like, I'm here. What do you want to do? You know, your belt gets no, all buckled. Like, like, there's the succubus. Is yeah. that the, the succubus? Is that the entity that uh, has sex with you while you're asleep? Uh, unfortunately not. <laughs> Man, mine. But, no, but, I, I like, after a while, I start. I would start to, like, challenge them. Or yeah. As well you should. Well, yeah. no, I always try but, to fight back, but yeah. it's, you, can't, you can't move. Yeah. Um, but that, that actually uh, brings up another point is that, in, and then uh, science will say that you sleep paralysis, you slipped into a state of sleep too fast and your body goes into a defense mode and because there's nothing to really uh, do you any harm your brain tricks you into thinking there's something that does you harm so you create something but I'm like I'm creating these like demonic faces that I've never even could never conjure for my life but 
that's when I started uh, like the idea of these interdimensional beings and some of them are parasites and like it happens a lot when I've been drinking too much and a lot of them like when you drink a lot because they like <laughs> they, they want to get on that train and make you do bad stuff yeah, and like are smoking the toxins. cigarettes. They love the toxins because mm-hmm. that's the kind of party oh, that they, they want to have. They're, they're like, back, fuck yeah, like, dude, oh. I'm on board with this guy's train. That's why when people are drinking so much and they start miss, they do horrible things, but it's like, no man, that wasn't him. That was just him drinking. Yeah. No, maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was these parasitic interdimensional. Uh, but then it's also about beliefs too. Yeah. Like if you drink something and you're going to say like, <clears throat> Ooh, this kombucha, it's 7% alcohol and it's going to bless me. And it's not going to fuck me up. Right. (laughs) And I'm going to enjoy it. Okay. (laughs) You know, I mean, we can uh, program our water. We can program our food. I was was watching some guy today. He was like, I was eating McDonald's, but I programmed it. So it didn't have all the crap in it that fast food usually has. And guess what? I felt okay, you know. Yeah. How did he do that? It's about belief. Oh, oh, oh. You have to have the belief. And, you know, like um, my mother... um, when she was in silver mind control, she programmed some water. My skin was shit for a while. I mean, it, I had pizza face. Um, I was doing illegal drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and it really made my face messed up. And I would walk in the room. My mother would hold her fingers up like a crucifix, man. She, my, my, my face was science project. So through silver mind control, she learned how to energize water. And she energized water with the intent to clear up my face. And so she energized this water. She put it in a spray bottle. We sprayed my face. My face was clear the next day. Because I Mm. had the belief that my mom could clear up my face. And she had the belief that she had the power to do it. Right. And it happened. And that's a lot of what, once we get, we clear out and you can activate your pineal gland like it's supposed to be, these are the kind of things that you, these are the kind of like day-to-day powers that a human being should have. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't want to do that. I want to do this and you can, you can do it mm-hmm. better. That's right. why it makes perfect sense that this, and this, this new phase, this age of Aquarius that we're moving into, this age of enlightenment is people are waking up and the the bad deep state cabal, whatever you want to call it, is in the process of potentially collapsing. Is well, that... they don't want people to wake up. Right. They, and, that's uh, exactly the right. The 100th yeah. monkey thing is getting ready to go down. Yeah. You know? What is and, that? And um, the 100th monkey. <clears throat> yeah. It's just like once everybody starts doing something, there's like an, like the straw that breaks the camel's back, the, the tipping point. Okay. You know? Right. And all it takes is that one more person to wake up, and then the whole neighborhood's woke up. You know? Okay. <clears throat> I mean, we have to realize that we have the potential to walk into a room and wake people up without saying a word. Okay? You know, what we should concentrate on is vibrating at the highest frequency and uh shining your light shine your light no you know if 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 i take one thing away from anything one change that i've am making and i'm continuing to make on a on a conscious day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. is really be nice like there is no reason to be like that goes like you want to make fun of like uh, donald trump or a politician on tv or you want (laughs) to use i think you can you can make fun of anything kind of in public but like a direct uh, an insult on somebody uh for no reason mocking uh making fun of like a lot of people that are that believe in um reincarnation and is that if you someone's in a wheelchair it's because they were mocking 
insulting and rude to somebody who is in a wheelchair in another life, and they need to now learn what that is to become a more evolved person. But it's crazy. So t- I'll just tell you what happened to me today. A lot of times with synchronicity, like if, if, you, if you're on the right path, you might see 1111 or, or 333. And it's just little reminders. Mm-hmm. But it can also come in the form of an animal or a, or a bird. And today, I, 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 my like kind of breakthrough today was I, I'm really from this moment on like going to make a concerted effort to just be a nice person because I can't think of any reason why I ever wasn't. Like it doesn't make any only because it was coming from my own pain and I felt the need to inflict that on somebody else. And as soon as I said that, as soon as I made that affirmation, all these black crows flew from what must have been on my roof, all flew away from my building. Mm. And not two seconds later, my f- the phone rang, and it was our agent, we're screenwriters, mm-hmm. about a job. Cool. And then, like, you just, you just hear a car go by. It's just like, she never mentions the word. No, totally. <laughs> but, no, but, but seriously, like, I actually <laughs> am starting to think that it might just be that easy. Yes. And, and, and it's just like, if you just do one thing, stop being a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. Unless you're making a joke on Camp Good Boy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, unless it's funny or if it's in the right spirit, it's the, it's the right target for, for the right reason. Well, our, but like, I mean, our parents always preach cur- uh, courtesy. Yeah. Like, always. Mm-hmm. Like, but, you know, there's times in your life, like, even in college, I wasn't the nicest person, and you were drinking a lot of alcohol, yeah, so, so blame young, it on those, yeah. and those, um, those engrams, those But demons, who's enlightened you know? in college? Nobody. Well, you're yeah. drinking a yeah. ton. You know, you're really being driven by your root chakras then, you know? It's just all about <laughs> yeah, exactly. getting drunk and, and getting laid. Um, but, uh... But it's really just that, and I don't. I don't feel like I'm going to get so carried away with with all this, except that to be nice and to believe in that there is a, a higher intelligence, yeah. and the, and it's guiding you, and you can either play by the rules, and the rule is be good, mm-hmm. but also and, and good things will come. Being good, like being nice, it's, I think how good it feels. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> and that's and, and I appreciate that too because I know for myself. Um, I've got a mouth. Yeah. And, uh, but I think there's a ways to be funny. You know what I, I mean? I'm, I can be funny, but I can be, uh, sawed off. Biatch. Right. Right. And, um, what I've learned at this age, at this stage in my life is, you know, whether I've had negative experiences or positive experiences with all of those experiences, I'm a trigger. Mm-hmm. I'm a trigger. Yeah. So I don't mean to be a deliberate trigger. I just am. And so with that in mind, the person who I'm dealing with needs to decide how to deal with that trigger. Mm-hmm. And you're either going to deal with it in a positive way or in a negative way. Yeah. And so a positive trigger usually receives a positive reaction. A negative trigger can be a negative reaction. And so that's one of the things that I have had to learn over the years. I don't uh, like being treated unjustly. Mm -hmm. I do not like injustice. And if I get the slightest whiff of injustice, Mary's not happy. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> and Mary will let you know. But that's yeah, but constructive. To, that's constructive. But it's ne- now always looked upon in a positive way 
especially when you're in show business. Right, right, right. But that's the other thing is that, you know, uh, they, you know, preaching about for- forgiveness is one of the things that can stop the wheel of karma, which I don't even, I don't know if it's, that's all, it's easier said than done. But I think sometimes if you light someone up with really like offensive or, or you, you light someone up that deserves it, I think in some ways there, there's different grades of what that is in the karmic wheel. I think that if you actually, if there's a positive outcome from that negativity over the long haul, I think you're actually, you did something good. Maybe, and, and then maybe you deal with something else in a different way. But I don't know. I think there's different ways depending upon what the outcome of that whole well, thing is. It also, it also depends upon the takeaway. Right. The, the, like, the takeaway, yeah. What did you learn from that? Right. What did you accomplish from that? Once again, I go back to, am I creating heaven on earth? Right. So there are a lot of different choices I would have made over the years because I knew I wasn't creating heaven on earth at that moment. Okay. But there are times when you just got to stand up and put on your big girl panties and say things. Right. You know, and um, I was surprised. uh, Well, I'm not going to get into that, but uh, I know that that's not always a popular stance when it comes to this business. Mm -hmm. And. I'm not an ass kisser. I've never been an ass kisser. Even my mom would say to me, I wish I'd taught you girls how to kiss ass, but I don't know how to kiss ass. And I said, well, mommy, the people I know in show business that are kiss asses are known as kiss asses, Mm -hmm. okay? And I don't want to be somebody who's known as a kiss ass. Yeah, I I hate kiss asses. And I don't uh, respect them. and, And I know plenty of kiss asses, and I've worked with a lot of kiss asses and people who gotten their positions because they were licking a whole lot of behind you know but (laughs) um but you know at the end of the day you you need to do your job and do your thing don't don't kiss ass clean the ass out yeah yeah really one of the things that i love (laughs) about my business is that everything that i do a lot of what i do is literal and figurative so um when it comes to clients coming into my office, if I don't want to jerk in my office, all I have to say is I don't have to take any shit off of you. <laughs> or out of you. Yeah. You know, it cracks me up, you know. And I've had people call me who had, you know, sessions with me, and they're like, I'll have to tell them, no, you can't come back. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this gal's like, she still a call. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, really? Why are you calling me? I already told you you can't come back. She had, like, hung the phone up in my face and all this stuff. Right. Then wanted me to blow her butt up again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but this, this age that we're... Or this, this so sort we're of... about to move into an age of Aquarius? We are. We in are. The, we're in the moon. The moon, the... Was in the, the moon was in the seventh house in January. Is and it, Jupiter has aligned with Mars. Is it the first Mars. one, or is it another one? I don't know what you mean by first. Because that band, The Fifth Dimension, was singing about it. Are they, were they, like, way early? So Fifth Dimension is Fourth Density. Same thing. It's, yeah. the, same, it's the same thing. So, yeah, they, yeah. they were t- they're singing about what that was people have known. Because 60s? Yeah, people okay. have well, known. That's the what they were. musical hair. That's know? what they're singing about, yeah, which, right. which we're living in now. And that, that this, and you see it with guys like Weinstein. And, like, uh, Anthony Weiner supposedly has files on his computer that can take down the entire government. Uh, and, and that you're going to see major world leaders all being imprisoned, or, well, or that's the idea. There were New York City, excuse me, New York City cops who said that um, they were sickened by what they saw on on Weiner's laptop, and that um, 
Yeah, they were they were cops weeping. It had nothing to do with pictures of his wiener. It's it's <laughs> Wait, what where, where he has, well, he has There are pictures of his wiener. Right, but I don't know if I'm that's sure. what was making him cry. It's that he has inf- he has information. It's life insurance policy is what they're calling it, Well, there's it, right? information. We don't know what's on that laptop and I don't want to speculate. Right. But I've heard that there's a lot of incriminating videos, emails, uh I mean, when the NYPD, apparently from the information that I learned, when the NYPD came across it, they uh, handed it over to the FBI, and they told the FBI they've got an act on it. They've got to act on it. <clears throat> Where is this laptop? And that, that's the thing. It's the it's in the FBI's, uh, and it's now it's now ancient history. Or, well, it's, or it's, it's coming. History, it's going. It depends on people who are going to come forward. And, and take a stand, but everyone's scared shitless. Like, there's probably people don't even like the way we're talking right now. If, if they're, I mean, I don't think we have any FBI <laughs> listeners, but, but everything we're know. talking about is open source. All yeah. you have to do is do your own research. And that's totally. the thing that kills me about the internet. I used to spend hours in a library. And now we've got the internet with the information at your fingertips, and people don't even take the time to investigate. Right. You know? So, from what I understand, the NYPD has a copy of everything that was on that laptop. They gave the information to the people at uh, the FBI, and it it could bring down uh, a whole lot of people. And it's about New York, New York politicians or everybody, everybody. Yeah. everybody. Yeah, and he, Wiener he, Wiener was like he wrote these all up. He did. Well, it was information that was from his wife, Huma Abedin, mm-hmm. and you know we know that Hillary had that uh, server that was in the. Bathroom, but her emails, you know, so there's all kinds of, uh, <clears throat> you know, and, and then they're talking about there's possible child trafficking and mm-hmm. other things. So I don't want to elaborate, but uh-huh. there's a uh, and then there's just pictures of him at the gym. <laughs> yeah. Well, Carlos Danger. Yeah, there right. are some uh, there's supposed to be a very frightening video on there of someone abusing a child and peeling her face off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that could end a career. Yeah. Ooh. No, dark, dark shit. Wow. Dark, dark, uh, dark shit. People so, that don't do, go well, to call and roll. All I know is that no. people who need to, um, there are, the people who are screaming the loudest, I'm finding, are probably the ones that are most guilty. And so all I can say is do your homework. Mm-hmm. Do your research. If you don't want to know, if you don't know, if you choose to not to know, then that's a choice. Uh-huh. Okay? But... When I was in college, I was a political science major, and I like history. And I realized that if we don't keep an eye on what's going on around us, history will repeat itself. Mm-hmm. And I believe a bullet was dodged. I believe that um, I believe that there's one bird with two wings, and they're all the same animal. I don't trust any party. Um, but I do think at the end of the day... It's going to be a very interesting uh, life ahead, and I and I'm saying that just from 2011 alone because 2018 equals 11 back to numerology, and 2018 has been a master number year. Right. And usually we begin to feel the incoming vibrations of the 2019 year in the October month, since October is a one, could uh-huh. be a ten. So um, I would say that yes. It has been a number 11 year. There have been things that have happened beyond uh, my own imagination ever happening. I mean, as long as I've been on the planet, Korea's been at war with us. And now right. we've got peace with North <laughs> Yeah, Here's so an interesting know? story. So we just had 11-11-11. That was, a, that was a couple weeks ago, right? right? 
So th- there's this concept of, of wanderers. Uh, he just had 11.22. Yeah. There's this concept of wanderers, which are uh, alien souls, entities, from either the future or from another dimension, incarnated as humans that are on this planet to raise the vibration, possibly us. Well, I don't know. I would say that it is us. I would say that there's folks that have been here that have never left. I would say that I looked in the Bible one day because... There are, uh, quote-unquote, aliens, extraterrestrials that are in the Bible. Yeah. The Pleiades is mentioned in the Bible. Orion is mentioned in the Bible. Sirius, I believe, is mentioned. So Arcturus, I believe, also. So it's not as though these aliens are alien to the Bible. And all all records of uh, historical uh, talkings of reincarnation have been wiped clean from the Bible, which were all part of the the Bible. That's why I'm starting to believe more in things that have in the Bible. Just the way it's been passed down and passed down and passed down has been. It's just it, now it's, it's well, everything's just been corrupted. Corrupted, you know. Uh-huh. But this concept of wanders that there's two different types. You have the the actual alien souls that are high high vibration people that are down here, and a lot of times they don't fit in with the with the status quo, and uh, mm-hmm. they're a lot of times alienated. They don't because you get this kind of amnesia when you come back for another life. Because if you knew where you came from, you wouldn't learn anything. That's the thing, yeah, you wouldn't learn anything. So, and a lot of it can come out in past life regressions. That's one of the craziest things is is when you when you get into this is like these hypnotherapists who they're just talking to some like farm guy in Texas, like the most ignorant dude in the world. And once they get into the regression, they're speaking intelligently about like the Renaissance era and oh, yeah. mentioning things uh-huh. that you just never. Oh, they're, they're, it, they're hypnotized. Yeah. When they're hypnotized, they're able to recall things uh-huh. and talk intelligently about what happens in between lives that it's like, I mean, it's, you can't not at least consider that as an interesting phenomenon. Or is, but, the, hip, or is the hypnotist just unlocking a part of their brain? No, that's what I'm saying. Well, may, possibly. Who, who yeah. the fuck knows? We don't know. But one of the th- interesting things about wanderers is that, so you have the two types. You have the ones that are the evolved souls, but then they consider anybody, like we're talking, when you when you start to awaken to these, uh, these types of things, you actually also become a wanderer. So on 11, 11, 11, uh, and, and that any soul, it doesn't matter. You can be a, a soulmate with a baby that you don't even, you don't even know or, or with Mary or with your neighbor down the hall. You know, it's not just this idea of a soulmate. is isn't just like, Oh, you met a girl at uh-huh. cafe gratitude and now you guys are doing yoga and Pilates <laughs> together all the time and it's going to live happy ever after. Uh-huh. So on 11, 11, 11, I was eating dinner at a restaurant in Korea. Okay. Uh, just as we're talking about the Korean, uh, uh American 2011. Thing. No, this, this, no, this, uh, 11, 11, 11, because the, 2018 is 11 because oh, you wow, add wow. them all together. Um, so this, this was 11, 11, 11. So I look up and I, this guy's holding this, his toddler, this, this uh, Korean baby, and he's just, baby's just staring at me and smiling. And I, and and I kind of like go back and then I look up again and he's still staring at me. And so I just, I, without even thinking, I just held up a peace sign. And the baby holds up a peace sign, right? Mm. So... I, I could, I mean, what babies don't know how to do that, right? But he was, he smiled at me, not like a baby smiles at you. He smiled at me like we were somehow connected. connected. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I kind of, I was, I was, like a surge of energy went through my entire body. Mm-hmm. And then he, he walks out and I go back because I could tell his dad was kind of like getting weirded out. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and so, and so I go back to my, uh, my, my, my soup and I look up and as they walk past the, uh, window, he looks at me again, smiles and gives me another peace sign and give him another peace sign. It wasn't until I left that I was like 11, 11. I, I was like, I, this is the thing. When you start opening up to these 
things, these mystical things start to happen. And whether it's nothing or whether it's something, when you kind of open up to them, it just makes life more exciting. It's more than a coincidence. It's more than a coincidence. And it's just like, it was just this thing. And it, when you're shut down to that, and what, the, the fact is when you open up to it, look, you may be tricking yourself into seeing things or, or it or may not. be, but I'll tell you what, when you start to open up to these things, life becomes a lot more fun. It's a lot. Well, I, I've got a story for you. Um, shortly after my mom passed away, like I said, my back doorbell went out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking, I got to get the back doorbell fixed. So fast forward a week from the day that I realized that the door, I didn't know the back doorbell was out. I had a client trying to come in through my back door, and then my neighbor was like, hey, you got a client back here trying to get in. I was like, ah, I did. So anyway, fast forward a week after that, and I'm sitting on my little red couch doing a consultation with the client, get ready to start a session, and I look over the client's shoulder. Here comes my electrician. I hadn't called him. I hadn't called him. He was him. just walking down the street or coming he in? He was coming into my office, just coming by to say hi. Oh, oh, oh I see. And I'm like, uh, yeah, man, can you fix my back doorbell, please? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I mentioned this to uh, someone, and, and I'm like, hey, I, I, my electrician came. And I, oh, well, he knew because the super, I said, no, this isn't the building's electrician. This is my personal electrician. Mm-hmm. I hadn't called him. I needed him. <laughs> yeah. Hadn't called him. So I guess I summoned him, and he materialized. It's Jim Merriweather. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we God. used to live with an electrician oh. in New York. Oh. Uh, that guy's a wanderer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he is. Uh, but uh, it's just, I don't know, it just opens up the possibility. And I find that and just like today with, the, with, the, with having that thought about being a nicer person and all these black crows just flew off my building all at once. And then I get the call from, from an agent about a job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love that. yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy when you start to just like, I don't know, just open up a little bit to the unknown mm-hmm. and stepping into the unknown oh, yeah. is one of the most exciting things you can do. And I mean, you can, you can know it from, um, I mean, a, a, another example is I, I always, I do my allergy shots on Friday and I go to Le Bon Quotidian or whatever the fuck it's called <laughs> to get coffee. And it's just like one of these like chain places. And every time I went in there, it's slow frequency as fuck. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I'm just like, I just want coffee, first but I'm, I've always got to fucking deal with this first density idiot. And it's like, call me boss. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I'm just like, you know what? I can do better than this. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, I'm driving down. I'm like, what else am I driving past that I'm not stopping at? I'm like, Howlin' Juice. What? That sounds like it's nice. It was like real high ceilings, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I go in there. There's like, they're playing Fela Kuti. They're making <laughs> acai bowls. It's run by these three beautiful sisters. Mm-hmm. The You can just feel that the positive energy mm-hmm. and uh and and i mean they're just friendly and, and not in like a new agey way like in a genuinely nice way mm-hmm. and i'm looking and i'm like there's two white walls and i'm like um you guys ever put artwork up on your wall and they're like yeah we do and i was like well i'm a painter here check out my stuff cool five days later whose paintings are hanging on the wall in Helen and juice cool Brandon Murphy's. <laughs> cool. You know what I mean? Like, open up, go into the unknown, do something different, try something that might feel, if, if you're at a place that feels first density, fucking get out of there and go yeah. just try something. But also just like walking in a different path that you normally walk to work, talking to someone you'd never, stop in a colon rolling. Hey, look, you just know? doing this podcast yeah. 
is part of my journey of doing something that I've never done before. In my very first Akashic Record reading, they said that I need to be doing videos about health and that the knowledge that I have in general and that I underestimate the knowledge that I have. Right. And so um, it's the thing that's interesting, though, is um, ever since that reading in 2015, in every reading thereafter, they have mentioned that. You need to start a YouTube channel. The last mm. reading I had was... You could do a podcast, and you don't have to put it together. We know how difficult it is, so you could be a guest. And here we are. Yeah, synchronicity. Following your that bliss. But August. getting Molly, you know, getting your dog. I mean, Molly is like 11th density. I mean, <laughs> she that, that that dog is pure Well, and I knew joy. as soon as I saw her picture on the, because, I mean, you I, knew. Didn't, I didn't, like, vet her or, like, mm-hmm. I didn't go visit her and be like, eh, you know, I'll let you know. I saw her picture on the website, and I went out and met her for, like, Two minutes, and then I was driving home to Venice, and I was like, "Yeah, Wags and Walks. Yeah, I'm gonna get. To, I'm gonna take Molly." And yeah. they're like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "I mean, yeah, yeah." It's but it's also like anything that feels you know immediately. Totally, oh, yeah. you meet like the love of your life, or a dog, or a job, or a podcast, or these amazing turkey and gravy chips. Isn't yeah. that weird? But it all goes back to that, like that hero's journey, following your bliss. Oh yeah. Well, no, he, that th- stuff. Joe Campbell, Joseph time. Campbell. But this whole hero's journey, following your bliss. This is not. This is all part of the universal, like power grid like the everything repeats i mean everything everything you do every day is a journey and then you have all these different journeys you know you're starting your business is a journey you're having that meeting us is a is is its own journey getting a dog is your and it all follows that same that's this 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 thing that we're a part of and the more you start to think of that and and look at that and things in your life the more hard it is to deny that you aren't part of a, a greater divine plan and and what i am finding to be the purpose of the whole thing is that one if we're just all sitting up in uh heaven all blissed out that's going to get boring real quick (laughs) no you need to learn and evolve and and work up and become these these enlightened uh beings and and to then be part of the the hierarchy that then can help others Mm -hmm. uh come through that now what's the point of it all who the fuck knows? Maybe you never no, it's, know. Uh, but it comes down to a creator that maybe this energy, some maybe it was kind of a big bang, and this was we are this DNA, this this energetic DNA, and this is just what it is. And you, to it is unto itself. It has no beginning. It has no end. It just is, and this is a process of what that energy. But is. I don't even think it's necessarily happiness. I enjoy. <clears throat> I remember I read. I forget where I was reading, but somebody said I was reading in a book. They said that if you don't know, it was it was the question of what um, what do you want most out of life, and I was trying to think of like what I want, and it's. To get always just to be getting better, right? Because when you and, and like that's like and that's like what Matthew McConaughey said in his yeah. Oscar speech, which sounded kind of cheesy at the time, but it was like really like brilliant. He's like, my hero is me ten years from now, <laughs> ascending. And no, yeah, that's the thing. Because like, and to to go back to what you were saying about what it's all worth is like it's so much fun when you get. Well, no, the, the like, challenges oh, are it's like, now I want to accomplish this. It's like when you accomplish those little things, mm-hmm. constantly moving up and getting better. Yeah, is, is the, that's where you get happiness. Then it's like, all right, now, not that you're not happy, but it's like now I'm going to achieve that next thing. And the, oh, that was great. I'm happy. Let's achieve that next thing. Oh, that was great. I'm happy. But now, Let's it, keep going and, up. Or and maybe thinking, you go up a whole bunch of 
Oh yeah, Maybe when you don't go great, you can yeah. you can skip. You know, when you start reading about uh, reincarnation and 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 it's crazy. I mean, it, you can you can look at like um, the the law of one, the raw tapes, or the um, uh, Seth uh, tapes, or or the more um, or the more um, quacky ones like the Esther Hicks stuff. It all is saying the same fucking thing that you are part of this process. And that's why challenges are so that each life that you live is a challenge. Each day is a challenge. Each challenge is obviously a challenge. And to shift when, when something horrible happens to you or when you face a huge challenge, like I don't look at that anymore as like, Oh, poor me. I'm fucked. I'm like, this is a portal towards a huge ascension. It's like that book, uh, the subtle art of not not giving a fuck. Yeah. Like happiness comes in accomplishing someone when totally. you accomplish a task. It's like, oh, that was great. Now it's on or to the next thing. The bigger uh, a stress now to me is just a gateway to to a new to to becoming a better uh, something awesome. It's like, oh, well, that's not serving me anymore. How do I get over that? And what is this like teaching me? And you know, blah blah blah. And then getting to 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 a higher thing. And it's. You know, when, and, when we had Solko on the podcast, he was like, "If you guys reach enlightenment, I don't want to reach enlightenment." Right no, now when I'm 36, no, yeah, we're, we're always going to continue learning. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I would hate, I would hate to re- to experience enlightenment at such a young age. Yeah, maybe a certain enlightenment, certain things like you know, dating or like, and just reaching enlightenment with like what I eat. Like, like little enlightenments, but full enlightenment. I want to hit that one. I'm like well, 97. I don't think it's going to end. I mean, I, I believe that the vibrations that we're feeling, what I'm experiencing from the information that I have found out that, uh, for my own personal research and experience is that this is going to continue for the next seven years, and I'm saying through 2025. So if you're feeling anything now, just wait. Yeah, because this is just the tip of the iceberg, mm-hmm. and I know for myself, I have had physical changes. Sometimes I can feel, I can hear my head cracking. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, because our bodies are changing. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are changing. Everything is changing in us. You know? Well, you have the power, and I think in this, the, one of the things about if you're believing and embracing this idea of fourth density, one of the things in, in, in the uh, awakening the pineal gland and stuff like that, is you have the power to change your own DNA. Oh, yeah. Well, you have the actual power to be through, thi- you know, to become a better person, like uh-huh. a, 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 across the board. Agreed. Yeah, to to carry on whether it's to you know uh, another life or another realm, but like in this in this uh, I love it. They call it in um, in the raw tapes. These are people channeling these uh, other beings. They call the people distortions. So it's like who are they calling distortions? Any person. It's like when you're in this current distortion. So I've been saying that a lot. I'm like I just bumped into this distortion at the grocery store. That's a great. The law of one is a very good book. But some of the law I've heard of one has been some but of like it has the Bible. been corrupted. But like the, Bible. like the Bible, yeah, yeah. So we need to really use our discernment. Use the discernment with everything that I'm saying, you're mm-hmm. saying. You know, I mean, just. Just be, but mindful. you know, this is the cool thing, and like that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not subscribe. I don't subscribe to one school of thought. One of the things in the two months since I've met you is is I have I'm open to everything, mm-hmm. and and being open to everything even creates even more possibilities because mm-hmm. you are never gonna fucking know until you go to that 
if you believe in that afterlife where you then are shown, oh, this is what you did in the last thousand lives. Mm. And from what most of them say, when you get there, it's like, oh my God. And you might not even, well, I mean, literally, but you might not even be, I mean, it's kind of, it's sad on the one hand. It's, it's, it's kind of exciting. On the other hand is the souls that you can, you sometimes can might connect with the most when you get to that in between are people from 700 lives ago. And it's like, <laughs> Sway, dude, oh my God. <laughs> or like, longer. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the thing is, is that there's a lot of information that has been held back from us. Yeah. And you're saying 700 years. Well, it could have been a million yeah, years. Yeah, a million. It could have been 600 totally. million years. We don't really know. They're talking about how the pyramids, oh, they were only like 2,000 years old. Wrong. You're right. They're finding that the pyramids are much older than uh-huh. anybody. They're also but they don't want pe- us to know that. And that the pyramids yeah, no. aren't a tomb. No, it's so, a... You know, it's an inner energy generator. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of information coming out. You know, just as one of the things that I've learned recently, because I've had to really change my beliefs as a rotten Catholic girl, and um, one of the things that I'm embracing now is that there's more than one God. Yeah, uh, and, and, uh, and God may not be a male or a female, and and uh, and I've heard people call him prime creator, source, mother, father, God. I've heard all different kind of descriptions. I've heard that there are several gods in different realms, and <clears throat> so I'm open enough and willing to accept that there might be a whole lot of different oh yeah, no, out crazy. There. You know, I'm willing to accept that. Archangel Michael might be a Pleiadian and, (laughs) you know, I mean, uh, and the other thing, the reason why I'm saying this also is because um, I never, like, I think I mentioned I never really uh, meditated. And once I started meditating on a regular basis, especially after my mom passed away, things really started shifting. And it got to the point where it's only happened once, but... I'm I'm hearing voices. No, well, the- I had somebody speak to me. I was like I was meditating and I was saying, I love everybody. I love the planet. I love Earth. I love my sweet love kitty. I love my mom. I'm just say, and then I heard a voice as clear as day in this ear, and the voice was the voice said, "Who do you love?" And I was like, I said. Mommy, <laughs> I love mommy. I said, uh, mommy, but it, I got scared. But then I realized what he was asking me ultimately was, "Do you love yourself?" And I do love myself, and we must love ourselves. Mm. And uh, it's important. And forgive yourself. Well, forgive. Forgiving is one uh, of forgiveness. The forgiving other people. Forgiving yourself for the bad things you've done is just is just as important on the wheel of karma as forgiving somebody else. Oh yeah. And 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 it's actually the thing about meditation, and and I don't uh, discount this at all. And I, I know you feel the same way. We've had guests on talking about uh, meditation, yeah. and me as a major game changer. Every single one of these books, whether it's the uh, Law of One, the Raw tapes, uh, the Seth tapes, or any of the channeling things, all the way to the Esther Hicks stuff, the first thing these entities say, if you want to get in touch with and open up to the uh, higher intelligence of the universe, meditate. Oh, yeah. And it literally just is the the first thing they say. (laughs) All of them. Meditation is is the biggest thing. Now, the other exciting thing that I've been reading about recently is this idea of soul groups and 
and I and is is that the groups that you reincarnate with, you know, and because uh, it's not just you lost in the world. Like that's why when you bump into someone, and I think about it, like when we had a group, of, we have a group of friends that we met in Venice that are all like minded and uh, all sort of work in the same industry. And when we linked up with them, it wasn't like a hey, nice to meet you. It was like a homecoming. <laughs> yeah, right. It was yeah. like oh my god, you guys are here. Oh my god, it's like it. It wasn't just like oh, I'm gonna get to know you. It's like. Dude, we it's were so on, good on, to yeah. like we were Vikings together or something. You know what I mean? And that's sort of what I the like behavior. To go back and see those but you know, when you start to think about the the change in density, I think about our house, which we called the Spirit Molecule in Venice. But I felt like those parties were sort of celebrating the end of third density. And then we were at a party in Malibu uh, last weekend oh, yeah. with uh, some of our higher vibrational friends, and there was no alcohol. And and uh, and the guy who hosted the party like had everyone you. You could bring a book, you could take a nap, you could talk, you know, you could go out and look at the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like a, the, 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 the segue into the more like fourth dimensional, uh, parties. Yeah, no, that was a good yeah. one. Cause yeah. no, because it's true though. The other parties were just be, you know, drunk and, yeah, and you're and just, this one was very like, everyone was relaxing, meditating. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it, wild. It but it, and how wild is it that a lot of these guys that we were kind of, uh, we were getting into some uh, lower density behavior <laughs> with are now all kind of having <laughs> yeah, right. an awakening in their yeah, own way. Yeah, totally. Whether it's they're doing better in business or kind of drifting away from their kind of old ways and, you know, getting a lot of, you know, uh, settling down and uh, discovering things like meditation or just getting more focused. And everybody, you know, rich with his house in Joshua tree, mm-hmm. you know, all these guys, uh, uh, Ben talking about moving to Santa Barbara and, and getting away from these things is like that whole group, which, you know, our, 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 if you want to call it our soul group has all kind of, oh, a, it's a soul group. It's all kind of, a, For sure. it is all kind of actually. And then it's, you stop thinking about it as is silly. It's like, no, everyone's kind of like ascending into this new, realm of consciousness mm-hmm. yeah it's ex- well, literally, literally, it's, literally it, everybody it does not like one person left behind you know like i know everybody. some people will listen to this and be and, and this is everybody there's so many people that are just like shut up like blah blah listen dude stay in your density yeah, yeah it's true it <laughs> See, you, you got it you, yeah. you're 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 good down in, in yeah. 3d fine yeah but like and there's nothing that feels new agey or weird about these kind of transitions. It feels just as fun as it felt discovering like mushrooms or doing yeah, or, or getting Zeppelin. laid for the first time yeah. or Led Zeppelin. <laughs> like it's fucking, it's like a new, it's fun as shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel bad for people that don't meditate. Yeah. I genuinely do. Oh, yeah. Because I don't feel like it's new agey. I feel like it's fucking. No, it's your basic. Because like, like you were saying, like with fluoride and water, like mm. this is your biggest organ. Right. This is your most important organ. Yeah. Right. If you don't like take care of that. Your life sucks, I think. Well, one right. of the like, your brain been, is so important. Well, it, it, yeah. And, and, it's and everything. I, well, I, it, I need to meditate more. And one of the things that I've been uh, experiencing, like I said, I never meditated until 2015. Well, one of the things I've been experiencing over this past year, even before this past year, in 2016 was the first time I witnessed it, when um, I wasn't meditating at the time, but I could see through my eyelids. And that blows my mind when my eyes are closed and I can see through my eyelids, okay? So as I meditate, that's what happens every time I meditate now. And when I meditate, when I can see through my eyelids, usually I can see uh, what is directly in front of me. Sometimes, a lot of times now, I'm seeing what's like a movie, or I'm seeing terrain that I'm flying over. And that's been very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it morphs in and out. I'll see faces. I'll see people 
nobody I've recognized. Uh, I've seen animals. I think they've been maybe possible totems. Uh-huh. I've seen uh, uh, lions. I see a lot of lions. It's been very interesting, the things that I've been seeing while meditating. And the other thing I wanted to point out is... Uh, I like to smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, but that's a that's a big uh, hey. a big awakening well, I've thing been, if, uh, if used properly. I've been researching or, or the shamanic uses mm-hmm. of cannabis, you know, and there are so that's been rather interesting, also. Um, but I, I think that all of us have the capability of traveling to different dimensions. I think I mentioned to you uh, when I was um, well, I had a mystical experience, and I. Uh, was I, I had an out-of-body experience, and I didn't understand what was happening to me. Mm-hmm. And it was explained to me through an, another Akashic reading that what I was experiencing was astral projection mm-hmm. with consciousness. Yeah, I was totally awake, but I was hmm. seeing through my eyelids. I could feel the wind on my face as I was flying up, and I could see it was layers. I was like, it was as though... I was seeing, uh, it was as though I was flying up the side of a t- high rise. Mm-hmm. And every time I went by somebody's floor, I could see a little scene like, oh, they're in their living room. Oh, that that's what's happening. It was like different parallel lives, different timelines, different densities, different dimensions. I don't know what was happening. But as it was happening, I started freaking out because I started thinking to myself, where are they taking me? <laughs> Am I ever going to come back? I, you know, and so I screamed out, no. And then it went like Pac-Man. Whoop, 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 hmm. Brought me all the way down. And, uh, yeah, that hasn't happened quite like that since. <laughs> but I'm telling you. I Would could- you want that to happen again? I've been waiting for it. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's there's a people. Then people are like, "Well, how do you access these other dimensions and stuff?" But there's this exercise. I, I it's just, I don't know. It, try this as an exercise, just as an exercise to get you your brain thinking in the possibilities of moving into other dimensions mm-hmm. with yourself. Think back to yourself when you're 13, 15 years old, and picture yourself in a room, or or just. Go back to a memory of being in a room when you're 15 watching TV and there's nobody else in the house. And and walk around the house and look inside at yourself watching TV. Go back oh. to, to something you're doing. And then go walk in the door and go walk into the room with, with yourself. Mm-hmm. And get, get in that moment and get in that reaction. You're like, hey, dude. It's me, you, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm 40. Like you were sitting here. Look at, I know what you were thinking. You're like, where is my life going to be? Well, like here it is. And yeah, now really. shit's going to get even crazier because we're going to invite me 20 years from now in and yeah. just watch. Don't, don't think too hard about it. Let who walks in the door, walk in the, walk in the room it. and, and you will get into a, a thing that is so real mm. and so it's as real as if it was actually happening because your memories of that time and thinking to the future of what you potentially would be, but now you're, you're, you, so you're actually living your past and your present at the exact same moment. And then you can, you invite your future in. And that's just one way to kind of start to unlock, uh, the, the possibilities of having a mystical experience or, or just the, the possibilities of having an unknown experience that you never really thought you could have. And it's, and it's so it's easy to do that. It's so easy. It's, like, it's right, so, like right now, like 
Oh, I just went back to the the front porch of my yeah. fraternity house. And you're, you're yeah, you that. can be there. And it's not just a memory. You can actually go like don't just think of it a memory. Go be there. And and shut your eyes and be there. And like yeah. and think about it and then go inside and put a put a CD on. Yeah. And like talk to your and it's like, "Yo, we're we're here. We're back here. We're doing it again." Yeah. And you are actually that energy and vibrations. That is not just some intangible thing. You can actually well, all go of there. Us have that uh, capability. In fact, I was told in my <clears throat> last reading that I need to start practicing uh, the astral projection with consciousness more often that I need to begin practicing the bilocating and that um, I will probably be teaching people how to do it in the future. Yeah. So that was kind of blowing my mind. I'm like, what? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but we all have the capability of doing these things. We could do them right now. Mm. We just need to focus, detox, cleanse. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, stay alkaline. Disease cannot live in an alkaline-rich environment. Stay Medi- alkaline. Meditation does keep make it easier, though. Yeah. Meditation so makes how it do, so easy how do to you just stay be, like, still. It, it, the uh, uh, apple cider vinegar is a big uh, apple way to... Apple cider vinegar, lemon, lime juice, cool it with the meat. Yeah. It's supposed to be 80% uh, alkaline, 20% acid. Meat is acid. Right. So, you know, you just... every. Everything in moderation. Yeah. No, moderation. Like, don't, don't like be that. afraid. Don't be afraid to go. Like I was saying, like, we're going to go to New Orleans to lower our vibration. It's going to be fun as hell. No, and you okay. were saying, like, being nice. And then, yeah, yeah. do that. But, well, like, be don't nice. be afraid to be a dick. Yeah, because, if you have like, to. when someone's always nice, I'm always like, what's up with that dude? It's yeah, yeah. Like, it's yeah. kind of, like, painful. Right. Well, like, I saw a meme that said, you know, I'm a little love and light and a... I'm, I mean, I'm a whole lot of love and light and a little bit. Go fuck yourself. Well, what yeah. I do is, no, you, I mean, I, I you have to be. This is, this, yeah. is, this is my whole thing. Like, I give you the, the benefit of the doubt. I'm ready to go. I can pick up right away. Or if it's somebody that I know that is not bringing the goodness in, mm-hmm. the door's fucking closed. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. No, yeah. bad and, and energy, I'll, and bad I'll, 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 I can I can forgive you and make peace with it on my own. But yeah, the, you're, you, the door's fucking closed. You're not coming in, and that's how I'm a dick. Well, you, you know, you yeah. have to draw the boundaries. Yeah. I mean, I had a friend from high school uh, come to my office, and she was like, um, "I want my boyfriend to come and have a clinic and a foot bath." And I'm like, "Okay, come on over." And so I gave him a discount on the foot bath. I gave him a discount on the colonic. And then after he'd finished his session, you know, my big chair in my office, yep. right? So this asshole is sitting in my big chair, and he pulled out his credit card. But what did he do with his credit card? He kicked back in my big chair and put the credit card between his legs. Oh, my God. And he's doing this in front of his girlfriend. So he, what his intention was for me to reach down between his legs and get his credit card. And was this I, Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> well, I, I, I wouldn't let that for you. No, yeah. Anyway, but this idiot, um, you know, after I'd already given him a discount and his girlfriend sitting right there, she didn't say anything. And so, of course, <laughs> like I say, oh. I come out of the side of my neck and I'm like, I am not reaching down into your crotch to get your credit card. Right. Okay? And, uh, you know, and and once again, it's so nice having my own business because I don't have to allow him the luxury of my poop palace ever again. (laughs) So, you know, I, I don't understand why people do things like that. But I, you know, so, yeah, I'm a whole lot of love and light, but I will tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. 
Uh, we haven't really talked that much about about your work, about your business, <laughs> and what exact what exactly it is. Because my neighbor was asking, and I. Um, I am a colon hydrotherapist. I put warm filtered water into your colon during a forty-five minute session, and it loosens and softens whatever's going to come out of your colon. Uh-huh. One session does not clean you out. My mentor, Milan Chessman, who has a fasting retreat in the San Diego area called A One Fasting Retreat, she says a minimum, and that's the key word, a minimum of 10 sessions will clean you out. Uh-huh. So um, I, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Uh, I think it's one of the reasons why, even though I <laughs> smoke and drink and never thinking of tomorrow, I think uh, it's one of the reasons why I look as young as I do. Yeah, I, I, I mean, your skin is glowing. Now, so uh, a tube goes up and it goes, and then when does it? It's a speculum. It's not inserted more than an inch, inch uh-huh. and a half past the sphincter muscle, um, and that's with the closed system, which okay. is what I have. There's a, another device called the open system, and the speculum is the size of a pen. And um, once again, I don't think it's inserted more than an inch, inch and a half. But with the, close, with the open system, you have to use your core muscles and force the water out of your body. But with the closed system like I have... You don't have to do anything. The, the device does all of the work. Got it. And we've talked a lot about the sort of metaphysical benefits, or whether they are or they aren't. I think they are. But what is it physically? What does it do? What is the physical um, benefits? For me personally, the first thing that I noticed was the next morning my pores were smaller underneath my eyes. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, wow, you know, my, my skin had cleared up. My pores were smaller. The whites of my eyes were brighter. And I slept so Hard. I got so many toxins out of my body, I couldn't believe it. Right. And the thing that I noticed when I first started having colonics in my 20s is that um, when you clear so much waste out of the way, if you decide you're going to partake of any kind of uh, <laughs> alcohol or drugs, that it might hit you harder because you don't have the food that's ordinarily there to absorb oh, okay. the drugs. So um, <clears throat> I had a client come to me, and God bless him. I, I, I love Jason, and I had warned Jason. He was one of my favorite bartenders at, at this restaurant I was going to. And I knew Jason liked to drink, and I said, now look. He came and he did three days in a row. The manufacturer of my device suggests if you've never had a colonic or haven't had one in a year or more, that you do three consecutive days in a row. And that's what Jason did. And I told Jason, if you go drinking after you've done these three days in a row, if you, uh-huh. you just might get really toasted. So <laughs> yeah, right. Jason called me two weeks later. He's like, Mary, I went to this party and I got really fucked up. And I fell down a flight of stairs, and I bruised my ribs, you know. And I was like, well, man, I told you, because I had told him it was going to hit him between his eyes if he didn't, you know, if he wasn't cool with it. So that's a possibility, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I've had a lot of people, uh, I've told people not to go drinking and smoking or whatever after they've had a colonic. Some people don't make that choice. I, I do know the very first year I started my business, I had a husband and wife come to me on New Year's Eve. They're like, we're having a colonic before we go out and party. <laughs> yeah, you know, one thing uh, wow. I have, like, I, as I get older, I'll, I'll just be a little bit profane here. You have a little bit more trouble with, with getting rub, wearing rubbers. Oh, you my know? God, yeah. I was at a wedding after the colon hydrotherapy. <laughs> I was hard as a fucking rock. I, I was like, no, no trouble with the, uh, with the, with the condom uh, here. Well, that means you're healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's do this. That's when I knew I needed a divorce. Yeah. 
But um, there's, there's, there's definitely, there, I feel like that's going to be in like a movie, like a party movie. It's like, we're all going to go get colonics and get fucked up. It's going to like, no, it totally. Yeah. Well, well that was the other people, thing. I was super drunk. I've had people call me. I've had a lot of uh, different business. I had basketball wives call me and, uh, you know, people see the name of my business and they think it's funny and it is, but, um, there is a gentleman by the name of Dr. Edgar Guess. And I love Dr. Guess. And he's the person that I recommend to my clients that I think I can't handle. Like if somebody calls me and they say, oh, I want to, um, I'm, I, oh, I've had somebody <laughs> call me who had renal failure. And you're not supposed to have a colonic if, you know, you have bad kidneys. So I, I always recommend them to Dr. Guess if there's anything, you know, important. Oh, uh, okay. Like um, my mom had an umbilical hernia. And it got to the point where her feces wasn't moving past her belly button. And if you have a hernia, you're not supposed to have a colonic. So I spoke to my uh, colon hydrotherapy teacher, and I spoke to Dr. Guess. And they reassured me that I wasn't going to hurt my mom. God bless both of them, because they really helped me with the care of my mom. Um, if you're not pooping and you're in the hospital, what the hospital chooses to do is dig the poop out of you. And it's extremely inhumane and painful. And I can remember one evening uh, going to visit my mom, and um, the nurse was getting ready to clean my mom, and I said, well, I'll help you clean my mom. So we rolled my mom over, and we started to clean her, and there was blood where they had done the depaction. So um, my big uh, thing for everybody is my mom wasn't drinking enough water. And it, it was she had limited mobility. A lot of people think, oh, if I have limited mobility, then I'll just drink less water, and then I won't need to go to the bathroom as often. Well, you're creating a monster. You can't do that, you know. So everybody's got to be drinking water, keep it moving. But cut a but cut a lemon and put it in. Yeah, and protect your teeth. I, I have stainless steel straws, you know. So protect your teeth because the lemon, the lime, the Organic apple cider vinegar will deteriorate your enamel on so your So put teeth. some, how much, like, put some apple cider vinegar in, like, every glass of water you have? Teaspoon, teaspoon. I've been and doing a half the t- a teaspoon a day. I don't even measure it anymore. Oh, I teaspoon just, a day. Uh, you know, well, the Bragg book will tell you to do more. Oh, okay. But me personally, I don't even measure it anymore. I, teaspoon, teaspoon and a half to a tablespoon. Got and uh, I uh, I went to Smart Smartnel as my. <laughs> Family members used to call it fart and smile. Ah! <laughs> but I'd go there. I bought a case of quart-sized mason jars. And I'm a gal who's over 200 pounds. And I believe if you're 200 pounds or over, that you should be drinking a gallon of water a day. Got it. So I start with a quart upon rising, a quart between rising and noon, a quart from noon to five, and then from five until bedroom bedtime, <laughs> I'll drink another quart and or I'll have coconut water. Because I find the coconut water keeps you from having... Charlie horses in my hamstring. Also, coconut is one of the things that can activate your pineal gland. Is one really? of the, yeah, coconut, oh, that's cool. coconut, pineapple, uh, avocados. Uh, there's a, th- a bunch of different herbs you can find all this stuff online. But those are the main things, and you're eating them uh, all anyways. But yeah, mm-hmm. coconut, coconut water, pineapple. That's good. Yeah, um, 
So how much time we got left there? I got about two minutes. Two oh, minutes. Wow. Yeah. So um, we, you, I, we don't need to get into it too much, but I know you mentioned you were in Coming to America, and now, I, and I've been trying to figure it out. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out the character, and I, I finally got it. I, I'll let the listeners go back and watch for themselves. But it's so funny to me that we grew up watching that movie like that religiously. Movie. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. And and I and I know the part that you're in, and <laughs> and. Like, we're watching that. I can tell you a story about that. Like, and who, well, I'd love to hear that. And then, like, here you are, here we are. We probably astral projected ourselves, <laughs> uh, or you did at that time. And now here we are in Hollywood uh, uh, having a podcast talking about. Um, and you know what else is funny is that you were, were in Coming to America, so you've worked with Eddie Murphy. And so, and so well, we. I never really met so him. We, 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 I was we've priced had, in. Yeah. Never met him. And when I wanted to meet Arsenio, he wouldn't come out of his trailer. I so wish we had been spliced in. Because oh, we wow, we had okay. a we have had an extensive experience with Eddie Murphy, but what was your you had a good coming to America story? Oh, it was funny. Uh, I was actually doing a, a job at the Pasadena Playhouse at the time, and I'm sitting at home because I knew I had to go to rehearsal in Pasadena, and so I'm watching all my children. You know, I'm waiting to mm-hmm. <laughs> watching all my children before I go to audition. I go to rehearsal, and I get a call from my agent. They're like, "Get over to Paramount right now." They're having uh, auditions for an Eddie Murphy movie. And I was like, okay. So I, I went over, and then I went to my uh, rehearsal. Well, when I got to Paramount, um, there was a woman in in the room ahead of me, and um, she was uh, being very coy. You know, she was acting very coy. I mean, uh, when you... Uh, when you <sighs> Don't waste time. Okay, get in there and knock it out. Get the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm listening to her audition, and uh, she's saying, uh, the lines that she's saying is like, oh, (laughs) oh, I, well, I can't find a man that can satisfy me. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I'm going to get in there, and I'm going to be angry. I'm going to do the opposite of whatever she did. Okay. So I went in there and um, I just did the opposite. And I kept it moving. You know, I wasn't dallying. So I was like, see, that's the problem. I can't find a man that can satisfy me. Some guys go, hour, hour and a half, that's it. You know, man's got to put in overtime for me to get off. And so I was like, and so uh, come back, come, come back, come in the... Come see John Landis. Okay. <laughs> there you go. So I went back, did it again, and after I did it, he, John Landis did this, and I was like, I guess I was. And then I didn't know what he wanted because the role said "big stank woman," and I'm like, well, what the hell do you mean by "big stank"? What the hell is stank? You know, and so. A year or two before that, I had played a prostitute in a Richard Pryor movie, so I brought that picture of me as a big old hoe, and I was like, I don't know what you mean by stank, but here's me and uh, Richard Pryor as a hoe, and he was like, can I have that picture? I'm like, yeah, you know. Can I have the part? Yeah, I'll trade you. I just gave him the the picture. I didn't, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever. So your lines were in the script, yeah, what you... My lines were in the script. Um, I mean, my lines in Coming to America... We're not in the script. That was all ad lib the whole time. That was a bunch of fun. I love Richard Pryor. That was such a gift and a just 
What, what was it, JoJo Dancer? JoJo Dancer. Yeah. I just, I just, I, I can now picture that too. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I was yeah. a big old hoe. But yeah, I was a big stank woman. So if you Google big stank woman, I come well, up. And <laughs> you could have conceivably called your business uh, big stank woman. Uh, well, we don't want uh, that. No, no, no. no I mean, but because this, the thing is, Colin Roland puts a wink and I a love smile Colin on a serious subject. In fact, yeah. I stole that from... My mentor, Milan, who has the A1 fasting retreat, uh, we had gone out for coffee one afternoon uh, after my colon hydrotherapy class with her daughter. Her daughter is my colon hydrotherapy right. teacher. And so she said, you know, when I have my next business, I'm going to call it Colon Rolling. And then she started singing, Rolling, Rolling, Rolling. Yeah. Keep that colon rolling. I said, like, oh, yes. that's the name of my business. <laughs> I'm going to call it Colon Rolling. And blah, 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 blah. So I just straight up, I, I, I realized today, I don't even think I asked her if I could. Oh, <laughs> right. <shit. laughs> but the, if, the, if that character, Big Stank Woman, was like, it got its own show, like it was like oh. became oh, a thing. Yeah. Really and, then, and then you got into colon hydrotherapy because of the, <laughs> there's the stank well, kind of. I've thought about doing a <clears> video <throat> of colon hydrotherapy. Uh, I want it to, you know, have some serious episodes, some funny episode. So I already know what I'm going to do for the funny. Like I'm going to have like a rotten old witch come and we'll have candy corn. Oh, that's funny. Out of her, you know? Yeah. Or we get the good witch come <laughs> a good fairy and we'll have glitter coming out of her butt, you know? So, you know, those are the funny ones. <laughs> well, I'll yeah, say yeah. for the listeners, I don't know what people, how, you know, people that are interested in colon hydrotherapy or, or if you want to do it, but I will tell you from my experience that you make the experience so <laughs> yeah, way I more. I, I forget what I'm doing there. I'm like, oh, we're just talking about uh, astral projection <laughs> yeah. and and, and uh, higher d- density beings, and all this time, like I'm, you know, you're getting your your insides cleaned out. But I, from from, and this is the only experience I have with it. But I know that there's like kind of the spa version and like the yeah. the this and the that, yeah. and you're probably gonna have some like weird crusty guy who's like, I don't know, or whatever. I don't know what what other colon uh, er, someone you're not. Gonna have on a podcast. Exactly. Well, but you're going to want to go and have your first experience with Mary because it's all part. I mean, the, uh, the, the, my experience with colon rolling is so much more than just the colon rolling part. It's the, <laughs> the rolling, the, the, it's the, we're rolling when we're yeah, in there. Yeah. Well, I get, I have fun with my Oh, clients, and you make it easy you know? and fun and, you know. I try to make, I mean, the, the thing that I realized when I had my very first session, I had met my colon hydrotherapist at a friend's house. Uh-huh. We were all sitting around smoking weed. And it was like, what do you do for a living? Well, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm a colon hydrotherapist. Well, I had researched colon hydrotherapy for two years before I had my first session. But, you know, in the 80s, after you do all the research, who do you go to? Right. Okay. So I happened to meet this woman. I'm still in touch with this woman. Her name is Mary. In fact, her name is Mary Meadows. And she had a business on the same block where my office is now. Mm -hmm. And when I came home from New York, I came looking for her, and her office was gone. Mm. And so uh, I I think she's either in Lamert Park or Inglewood now. But Mary was fabulous. And um, I I forgot what I was leading up to. But um, I, I do think everybody needs colon hydrotherapy. That's my own personal take on it. Um, when I was a kid and I started having sessions, I looked upon it as a luxury because I didn't have a lot of money. But the reality is it's a different world mm-hmm. than when, it, when I was 21, 22, 23. We have so much processed food. Um, the fluoride's been going on since I was six or seven or eight years old. Mm. We've got the GMOs now. 
okay? You know, so people need to consider cleaning their guts, consider making different choices, <clears throat> think about ways of getting away from the matrix. You yeah. Know? And, and one other thing I'd like to just add for anyone listening is that a lot of the things that we've been talking about and, and, and you know, kind of opening up and you know, whether you want to call it mystical experiences or what, I really don't think it's as easy. And maybe it is to just to go out and say, I'm going to see the world in a different way. I really believe that things like meditation, mm. colon hydrotherapy, Spending time with animals, changing your diet, spending eating time in nature, spending time in nature are critical things also, because it wasn't until I was meditating and eating better and then meeting Mary and doing the colon hydrotherapy that all of a sudden, like I was, I, I sort of felt that those things were a gateway to these other doorways that you can open to well, changing kind of is hard. Yeah. It's fucking it's, really it, hard. And that's why yeah. people, that's why I think a lot of times people listen to stuff like that and are just like, that's what are they talking about? These girls, guys, <laughs> what are they talking about? Yeah. And it's like, no, you need to kind of find it on your own, but I do think you need to do some of these holistic things or, or literally. And it's just like what the higher dimensional beings say. The very first thing is meditate. Yep. Meditation is like that's the that's the gateway, but 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 these things like um, like colon hydrotherapy, you like try these things because it, you're gonna find that it's not just going to be healthy for you in terms of like digestion or preventing colon disorders or whatever other mm-hmm. things. I don't know the science of it to speak educated enough about it, but uh, but from my experience, these are steps you can take towards opening up to living a vastly more exciting They actually life. make changing easy. No, they make changing fun. Yeah, and then you're true. like, what else can I do? Yeah. Like, what yeah. else can I change? Like, yeah. what else can I open? What other things, yeah. what, what other things have the, has the deep state been keeping secret from me that, that they don't want me to know about? Right. Well, I know that with, for me, like I said, when I started having colonics in my 20s, I never equated anything spiritual mm-hmm. with it. And then after I had my cleanse, I did a heavy metal parasite detox at Milan's fasting retreat, I lost 21 pounds in seven days. And I felt so good, I continued fasting for the rest of the month. This was July 2010. Mm. So I did a major detox. I had had my mercury fillings removed. So I really needed to detox. Okay. So I did this heavy metal parasite detox in July of 2010. In January, end of January, February 2011, (coughs) once I began my business and the contractor finally left, I threw myself on the table and I did three consecutive days in a row the way the manufacturer suggested. And um, I started feeling more psychic. (laughs) And I, like I said, I'd never experienced anything like that with colon hydrotherapy before. Uh So I called the owner of the company and I, I, I asked her, I said, I got to talk to you. She said, I know what you're going to say. I said, am I becoming more psychic? She said, I could tell you were sensitive when I met you. Yes, there is something different about this equipment. Hmm. Now, I don't have this conversation with many of my clients uh, because a lot of my clients don't believe in any of this stuff. Right. But I I know for a fact that uh, there was a shift in me emotionally, spiritually, mentally, a, a big shift. Yeah. And the three days in a row was, uh, it was great. I don't think it would have been such a strong shift had I not done that cleanse six months before that. Got it. Okay. I think that was the 
thing that really sent it over the edge and changed everything for me. So I do believe everybody should consider doing a detox. I don't care if it's a, you know, a juice fast or, you know, I do not approve of the cleanse with the lemon and the. Yeah, that feels a little archaic. What is it? Uh, the uh, the uh, and with the honey. The thing it? that I, that scares me is is this. My mother did a, a fast through a major hospital here in the Southern California area, and 10 years later, she had a heart attack. A lot of people don't realize that when you fast, you can potentially lose lean muscle. And if you lose lean muscle, you can lose organ muscle. And if you lose organ muscle, you can lose heart muscle yeah. and have a heart attack. Right. And so that's what happened with my mom. Uh, she went to the doctor for a physical and the doctor said, when did you have a heart attack? And he kept her. He didn't release her after her physical. So if you're going to do a, a fast, I do believe in fasting. You can do it properly. You can do it safely. Do not work out if you are fasting. Do not work out. You can do a light swim, a light walk light yoga class but i've had people come to me hey i'm doing the blah blah cleanse and i just came from spin class oh yeah no wrong. Yeah, that seems wrong. Yeah, wrong. yeah wrong that's intense that's an intense workout wrong. yeah okay and i've had people say to me oh i i, I want to have a clonic but i want it to be two hours wrong <laughs> you can throw off your blood your electrolytes and your kidneys okay it's it's just Everything in moderation. There's a yeah. lot to be said for that, you know. Except listening to Cam Goodwin. Yeah, podcast. no, take them all. <laughs> one listening, yeah. listen to every one of them. Right. Well, Mary, thanks. So, uh, uh, Colin Roland, what's the address? 5287 West Pico Oh, I'm, co- I'm down coming. Down the street yeah. from Roscoe. I'm going to get my Colin Go, Roland. you got to get your three, and then, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, probably... We'll talk about it. Yeah, but but I'm gonna give you, you a call. Won't be sorry. You're, you're oh gonna, no, of course. We not. would have been great. Next time you come on, you should bring the equipment, and we'll do a on-air colonics. Uh, oh, <laughs> no. Well, or you just or just come to the office. Oh yeah, that's great. Bring the equipment to the, know, office come to the office and do a live you know, colonic with Phil. Do it, though, <laughs> I, the way I want to shoot it is just keep the <clears> camera. On the YouTube, right? No, we want to not on the. Uh, no, don't don't picture us. Just keep the camera on the YouTube, and then we'll just talk shit. While oh we're yeah, the shit wait, actually, fine. literally talk shit because there's a tube. You see the you stuff see, coming oh, down, yeah, so sure, we can yeah. literally and like have little like voices for the little pieces uh, just, that are going through yeah. the tube. Yeah. Literally talking shit. Well, what yeah. I, I I really uh, talking shit well, with I'm, Mary I Davis. Well, I do like stand up when I'm looking at your poop going by. You know, <laughs> I I because the thing is, is laughter makes you poop. So, you know, I might say certain things that, I mean, I'm not disrespectful, but I I think I loosen people up. And that's the thing I was going to say about Mary Meadows. I had met Mary before my colonic, so when I have people coming to me who've never laid eyes on me before, the first thing I want to do is really make you comfortable because if you're not comfortable, you're not going to have a good session. You know, and I will say the one advice that I'll have for any future colonicers is... uh, it, I, the first time I I held I had to go bathroom to the bathroom, but I held it in, and and then I went oh, after, during the session. Yeah, I held yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of people no, don't you, realize you, you're not supposed you, to hold it. So if the magic you, happens if, on the table. It feels like if you're gonna go, you're gonna blow the septicle <laughs> out. And it's gonna start spraying all over the place, but like see, in, a, in, a, again, in a bad Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> yeah, right. But see, right? that's, that's the no, thing about you, you no. Just, 
you didn't research. Right. You and got you I just relax. Sure. When you just relax, it just it just goes down <laughs> through the tube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we could probably well, we got to save some for the next time you're on cuz yeah, you're definitely really. coming back. Oh, 100%. I'd be more than happy to come back you're and talk full, some shit with you. You're yeah. a full counselor. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, congratulations. For, for, you've made it. You're yeah. Senior counselor. Uh-oh, yeah. Oh, senior counselor. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, all right, Mary. Alrighty. Pleasure as always. It was fun. Right. Yeah, super fun. Yeah. So, you know, if any, you know, you think about what you want to talk smack about next time and we'll go for it. Yeah, 100%. for sure. All right. Uh, who do we got next week? We got... Uh, I don't know who we do. Well, we got... Who, who, uh, we, who we have? We have uh, Jono and Jenna coming up. Yeah, repeat guests. Yeah. And then what is next week? Maybe we'll have to squeeze a Nick's gut in there. Nick, oh, if there you're, if you're yeah. listening, we'll know when you, you... If you're listening, you hit us up. That's how we'll know you actually listen to Camp Good Boy. Speaking of listeners, shout out to Bobby Shea. Yeah, Bobby He's Shea, shout out. Yeah. yeah. yeah maybe we should do a, our next show before New Year's so I can tell you guys how to take care of your business so you can party hardy. Yeah. You know. All right. We'll do a call in. We'll do a call. We'll, oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a call in. We'll do a call in for a Christmas episode. Oh, boy. And uh, you can call in and we'll do a, a segment on that. That's a good, on, idea. Yeah. That's a good right, idea. Let's do that. Have you All guys right. done call ins before? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we sure yeah. have. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I think right. our call in, the guy that calls in, he's definitely. A, he's, a, he's in the cabal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stop it. He was one of Donald Trump's former campaign aides. Oh. Um, he's yeah. uh, I don't know what density he is. No, he's he's below. <laughs> he's 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 a negative four density distortion. Uh, sorry, well, Sam. You know they say the Pleiadians are guarding Donald Trump. So um, no, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I we don't know we don't know what who's he's even There's in service. There's videos of. on YouTube with with UFOs following Air Force One. Yeah. Just saying. Right, yeah, but um, that's but it's uh, by the way, it's so much more fun calling someone. A low density distortion than an asshole. Oh wow! Like, yeah. Look at that low density. This, yeah. this low Very density diplomatic. distortion. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Bye bye. Bye y'all.